Is already? Yes. I think it started yet. Did you see our ratings for the last book? Yeah, I know whose fault that is. Sure, couldn't possibly be us. Watch your back, Zach. Well, you won't wait for more, no, 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 no. Watch your back, Zach. Well, you won't wait for more, no more. I got enough I gotta think about on top of getting raped in, and I don't need a rating that's a minus eight. Don't care what you do, long as it's understood, you gotta work a little harder on the guest you book. Or else you gots to go. There's a lot of fat producers, you know. That's right. Watch your back, back Zack. Well, you won't wait for more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Watch your back, Zack. Well, you won't wait for more, no more. Oh, brother, all that blubber I don't understand. Uh, you can eat from a trough while using both hands. Yeah, big fat punch, you made a rating small. You just like Clinton, it's all your fault. Better straighten your fat ass out. Or we'll take the food out of your mouth. That's right, punch your back. Or you won't break the bone, no bone, no bone, no bone, no bone. Punch your back. Or you won't break the bone, no Listen what we say. Punch your back. Or you won't break the bone, no bone, no bone, no bone, no bone. Watch your back, Zach, or you won't wait for more no more. You know who I am? You're lucky you got a job here. Try that one more time and you're up. It never ends at QAM, boys and girls. It never ends. The hits, the schmitz just keep on coming. Yep. Zach gets blown off the morning show, the Mo Howard Davided show. Now, did you give me some bum information about that, or is that correct? I gave you no bum information. Because he's still there. See, nobody actually ever gets completely fired at QM. We are talking well, about he, this before the he's show. He's still there he? for the time being. It's, he's still uh, there on Joe's show, right? Well, what do you mean for the time being? What does that mean? In other words, they don't have a replacement lined up, so he's just, you know, he's a lame duck coasting along, still doing the job until they can find a replacement. Hey, you better bulk up on that free food in the morning there, Zach. Not that you need any extra encouragement from me. You better really uh, take advantage of that. Because he could see some lean times. <laughs> he could be doing some <laughs> lean cuisine for months and years to come. Yeah, I keep trying to tell you, folks. You won't believe me. In fact, Geldy was just uh, in a first time I've spoken to Geldy in quite a while before the show. I said, what do you really think about Mo? And he said, he's an asshole. Yeah. He wants off that show bad. He wants to be on with his buddy Joe. The only problem is Mo ain't ready to blow him out yet. I said, did Mo blow you yet? And he said, not out. He said he blew me, but not out. I'm going to leave that uh, poll up there a little while longer to give Mo a chance to pass Ann Coulter. Now that you people are starting to see, you're a little slow on the uptake. You think that it's shtick. You think we're exaggerating. You think it's like a personal thing. It's uh, it's just a fact. It's just true. I've never encountered anybody like this, not just in radio, in my life. Anybody as divisive and hateful and obnoxious and cantankerous and whiny and bitchy. and He's like a bitchy old queen is what he is, like a bitchy old lady, the Mo man. You do raise the bar. Absolutely. He sure does. He is just a piece of turd on two legs. First it was, uh, let's see, it was Carolyn, and then it was the Beast, and then it was, uh, and now it's Zach, and uh, how many others have been through that? See, nobody, wa dirty, nobody wants to work with him, and nobody is good enough for him, so it, it's a match made in heaven. Robert right. Creeper, he's bailing out. He's been on the yeah. station a zillion years. About 30, man. No, I don't think he's been there 30 years. I think it's more like about... Nine. Yeah. <laughs> but at any rate, he's been there a long time. 
and uh, he's bailing out because he can't handle a man. It's just, I mean, what kind of crap is this? What kind of a business operation is it when you got one guy who's uh, finds everybody else is the scapegoat? And I don't know what he's scapegoating now for. The, I guess it's just like anticipatory. Because the book doesn't come out until a week from tomorrow, and we're the ones that are going to take it up the ass in that book. It's going to be really bad midday. We already know that. It's going to be weak. But he's already covering his ass just in case he's really weak himself in there because he knows Pharrell got blown out, so that's going to like uh, bring him right back down where he belongs in those two and three share numbers. So now let's uh, blow out Zach. He's not good enough for me, and he uh, I want my own producer. I want somebody dedicated to this show. I don't want somebody who hangs around with Joe Rose and is on all these other shows. I want somebody who's going to do the Mo Howard David show. And be dedicated to me and give me the best guests and do all of this good right. stuff and make me right. a superstar that I really should be. Oh, look at that. He just hopped ahead of Ann Coulter. All right. Nice going, guys. All right. <laughs> oh, what a piece of crap, man. And the, and the bad part, the, the worst part of the whole deal is that our impotent management, they just kind of like lay back like in la-la land and let them just run roughshod over everybody else's life. They don't give a crap. And because Zach, who happens to be a good guy, by the way, even though he's gigantic and fat, uh, because of the fact that he's not part of Clarence's inner circle of boyfriends there, that's the reason that he can get blown out, and he's going to be looking for another job. See, unless it's Robert Grieper or the Beast, I mean, you haven't got a Chinaman's chance in there because that's Clarence's bunk-butt buddies. That's his boyfriends. And so he'll go to great lengths to protect them and move them around from one show to another show to make sure that they stay on the payroll, like Sam, things like that, <laughs> and Donnie B. Oh, yeah, there's people that haven't been in the building in five, six, seven years. They're still on the payroll there. You wonder why the Beasleys are crapping in their pants? It's the Greg Reed Fugan way. So anyway, I guess we can give the results of yesterday's poll now that we have finally got Moa hopping ahead of Ann Coulter on there, and deservedly so. Poll question was, politicians excluded. What well-known living person would you love, what well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on? A lot of dancing going on, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh wins. I mean, there is nobody like Rush. He wins hands down your old pantaloonies, hands in the old pill jar, man. There's nobody even close. Three thirty-four. Winning by over a hundred votes. Even against the unctuous OJ. He's in a league of his own. 334 votes say they'd love to dance on your grave, Rush, you hypocritical fat turdburger you. O.J. Simpson, 207. Now, in previous days, I guess before the pill incident, I think O.J. might have like come out on top, don't you? Oh, yeah. Mo Howard David, like I said, hopped right over Ann Coulter. They're all changing again on me. He better not, like, fall back. Uh-oh. Now they're in a frenzy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now he's pulled away. <laughs> now that they heard about what he did to Zach, now he's pulling away. Nice going, crowd. 107 for the Mo Man, a strong third. Ann Coulter, who had briefly taken a five-vote lead before they got the, that latest information. Ann Coulter, 101. Pat Robertson, 69. Louis Farrakhan, 60. Jerry Falwell, 55. Rick Snatches, 45 people would like to dance on your grave, Rick. Bill O'Reilly, 44. He's right on Rick's ass. And, boy, that's uh, saying a lot. Rosie O'Donnell, 42. Michael Jackson, 34. Yours truly, Neil Rogers, 31. Oh! All right, 31 of you would like to dance on my grave. Let's have a party. Jesse Jackson, 24. Greg Reed, 18. Now, can you imagine if more of our audience really knew who Greg Reed was? He yep. could he could give a rush a run for his Those money. Those just the inside the uh, building votes. Right. Mike Tyson, 15. Ollie North and the Howard Sperm each have 13. Sean Hannity, 12. Deion Sanders and Martha Stewart have got 10 apiece. Roseanne Barr, 9. The Big O. Oh, oh. The Big O. Oh. Has got 9. 
Chuck Heston, eight. Bob Novak, seven. Petey Rose, six. Oh, I got, I said I wasn't going to talk about Pete Rose. I lied. I got a story about him. Oh, man. From the Washington uh, Post by Tom Boswell. Not Tom Bosley, but Tom Boswell. It is so good. If you don't hate Pete Rose yet, you will when I finish reading it. Uh, Bob Novak, seven. Pete Rose and Petey Bolger, six. See, they got the two PDs together. Three votes for Tammy Faye Baker, Mariah Carey, Larry King, Don Imus, Kobe Bryant, Don, who got booed in Denver last night big time. Don King, three apiece for each of them. And Nicole Smith and Michael Savage, two apiece. One vote for Matt Drudge. Miss Fudge, they don't know you who you are, Miss Fudge. They have no clue. Because if they did, to know you is to hate you. I put him right there behind Mo, as a matter of fact, on my personal list. Hmm. G. Gordon Liddy won, George Will won, and Laura Ingraham out of 1,316 votes. She's got the big O. And I bet you there are a lot of guys out there would like to give her the big O. If they could just keep her mouth shut or keep something in it. I don't know what she looks like. What is this thing that you just, uh, three famous birthdays today. Soupy Sales turns 78. Let's send Soupy all a dollar bill. What do you say? Okay. Let's open up uh, Daddy's wallet and pull out a dollar bill and send it to Soupy. Bob Eubanks, I can't stand Bob Eubanks with a stiff neck. He's got 66. He always looks like he's got a neck brace on. You ever notice that? Yeah. First of all, I can't stand the newlywed game. Of all the, uh, that, that to me is the worst show that's ever been on the air. They get the most stupid. They get people who are rejects from Jerry Springer. Yeah, but they had the best outtake in the world on that show. Yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah. They, in fact, they showed it just a couple of days ago. Right. Well, maybe not. A yeah, I know what you're saying when she said uh, in the ass. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Bob Eubanks, 66. And uh, the king, no, not Larry, talking about Elvis, so we can hear all Elvis all day, looks like an angel. What is looks like an angel? Is that an Elvis song? I, don't uh, know. I got lots of Elvis here or somewhere. Yeah, we got some here. You want it? No. Oh, I got Elvis up the ass here, man, which is illegal in Broward County, but I got it right here. And what is this song, looks like an angel? Looks like an angel. See, they're using lyrics. What is that song? Isn't it, uh, angel in, da, 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 angel in uh, an, uh, disguise. Something in disguise. Angel in disguise? Is that the name I of that song? I don't know. I'm before my time. Oh. Well, I got Elvis all uh, up the ass, like I said, if it'll ever queue up. That's enough. Okay, so the happy birthday the King and uh, Soupy Sales and Bob Eubanks. So Zach is the latest to fall. On the Mo Howard David show. They're just falling like flies on there because nobody is good enough, and Gildy wants off of there real bad. Right. We that, saw that coming. How old's that bit? Yeah, watch your back, Zach. Isn't that something? Like Weren't we a little pressured to be sure. playing that for a long time? That wasn't based on, uh, you know, we just pulled that out of our ass. We heard the rumblings back then. Absolutely, because, um, you know, Absolutely. he's always looking for a scapegoat. Nobody is ever good enough. To work with the, the Mo Man. They might have to bring somebody in from out of the market for both the producer and from, the uh, uh, co-host maybe in, position. Maybe on uh, the rover can find somebody on Mars that's good <laughs> enough to work with Mo. Oh, man. <laughs> maybe they'll find somebody Oops. in the ghetto. Maybe a, a red rock, rock guy. On a red rock in gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. Our audience hates Elvis, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but that fact's inspired uh, me. I'll them. kill some good time. Anyway, we had over 1,300 votes on AdPool, plus 401 on the first one, about the one to two hour, which we Schmidt canned officially yesterday. So that's over 1,700 in the same day, and a spectacular response on that uh, George W. thing that we got on there oh! on our website. If you haven't seen it, trust oh, me when I tell boy. you. It'll keep you off the streets for hours and hours. It's the all-time best. You'll be punching buttons, and he'll be crunching pretzels. It'll be great. 
12 minutes after 10, another contretemps with Mo Howard David today because he just never stops giving you... All the crap you can unwrap, all the slime, all the time. That's him, man. He's got slime written all over that piece. Just a, you're a piece of crap, Mo. How many more lives do you want to screw up today? Huh? How many more people do you want to stick it in their, in their butt? You're a good one to talk about fags, man. It's all you want to do is stick it in guys' butts. And you've been doing it, man. And even Carolyn, he stuck it in her butt. And Greg wasn't too happy about that. Twelve minutes after ten, if you notice the silence, all of a sudden there's like a... Twelve minutes past ten at 5.60. You just wait till I'm back there, man. I'm going to raise some holy hell in that goddamn place. I am so sick and tired of the kind of garbage and the weak... It's it's like the uh, the school of the weak sisters there. Everybody's so wimpy and so afraid. And we're afraid of Greg and we're afraid of this one, afraid of our own shadow. And Moe's going to get us fired. Be afraid. Yeah, exactly. And they are. They sure are. Let's see. Moe's up to 110 on there. I love the fact that Paul is still sitting there for a little bit. Let it sit there until it gets about 5,000 votes. Miserable piece of crap. Everybody in that building hates you like poison, Mo. In fact, Duff said he thought it would be a great idea. Let him run his own board, answer his own phones, and just be the only one in the building when he's on 5 to 8. Everybody can evacuate. Are you in a dead-end job, Zach? Underpaid? Well, New Year's resolutions don't just happen. you got to put plans into action, into motion. Put the motion, motion. in your casket. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train now at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Classes start in January, which is like right now. If you're committed and dedicated, Fast Train can assist you in becoming a certified computer professional in just four short months. That's right. Obtain your new high-paying career in only four months. The demand for certified computer professionals is an all-time high, and Fast Train offers you convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify, too. So pick up that instrument right now and call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Be sure and tell them that the unctuous Todd Dreck told you to call. Check Fast Train out on the web at FastTrain.com. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year to really change your life for the better. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This year, make your New Year's resolution a reality with our friends at Fast Train. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Up the butt. <laughs> What's that crap they played down the hall? That's power! Power 96. What garbage. The kids today don't know what's good. Like that song, uh, I'm happy I live in a split-level head. You remember that? <laughs> How can you... Listen. I'm happy I live in a split-level head. I'm happy I live in a split-level head. You don't remember that? No. No? Why am I surrounded by morons? Come on, Howie. Don't you call me Howie. No. I've had enough insubordination from you, pal. No. You shut up, fatso. Okay, that's it. You're all fired. You fat, stupid boob. Absolutely. You listen to me. You're fired. Tell me that goes for you, too. You know who I am? I'm the king of our red dice. <laughs> I came down here after losing my job to be a big fish in a little pond. When they kicked me off ESPN, they told me don't come back again. I had some problems with wise guys who advised I move to paradise. Florida. Fire! That back deal ain't no Louis Nye. That guy was fucking. You're all fired! And I hope that kiss Gusler dies! I hope he dies! And I hope you all die! 
I'm a big fish in a little pond. See? A big fish in a little pond. Is anybody listening to me? I'm a big fish in a little pond. A big fish in a little pond. A big fish in a little pond. Yeah! Why doesn't anybody enjoy me? Look like an angel. Walk like an angel. Talk like an angel. But I got one. See, the reason we couldn't find the Angel in Disguise is because there's no such song. And I knew there was no such song. It's called You're the Devil in Disguise. Oh, See? In Disguise. How do you like that? See, the I got, every, that I I got some out. songs that he didn't even record yet. Yeah. That he's still working on, like that one that uh, they released in Germany that uh, went to the top of the charts. What was that awful song? Conversation. Uh, yeah. A little, a little less conversation, conversation. A little uh, masturbation, a little palpitation, a little crepitation. See, the reason I can't remember song titles like that anymore is because all I can yeah. think of is the bit title. and I see. And that's wrong. Anyway, uh, bad news to start. We'll get it out of the way. Because Americans, we don't want to hear no bad news no more. A U.S. Blackhawk military helicopter came down near the volatile town of Fallujah, west of Baghdad, today killing all nine people on board, the U.S. military said. First it said eight. I think the story on our website says eight, but now it's nine. Helicopter made an emergency landing near Fallujah. There were four passengers and five crew members on board. No survivors, a military spokeswoman said. She said uh, Blackhawk was on a medical evac uh, evacuation mission when it came down. No details of the passengers. She didn't know if it was hit by enemy fire and... Anti-American insurgents fired mortar rounds at a military camp, killing one American soldier, wounding 34 others around 6.45 last night at logistical base sites west of Baghdad. So there you go. They uh, keep on dropping like flies over there, and the uh, public is a little more like that. Oh, look at that. The Dow is up again. Uh, yeah, when's that Michael Jackson trial start and uh, all this other crap, you know? There's, there's no point, because like I said, you're preaching to the choir. And now this whole Dean thing is, looks like it may come unraveling at the last second here, big time. They've been attacking, and, and the new Republican endorses Jew Lieberman, Oy. which is just really staggering. I mean, they must be doing real big mushrooms over there. It's unbelievable. On a more positive note, well, speaking of devil in disguise, what a perfect day. If I were one of them believing folks, if I were a man of the cloth, so to speak, if I really believed in hell, there's a special place in hell for you, Mo. Absolutely. Make no mistake about that. You make Pete Bolger look like a good Samaritan by comparison, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Because he's the assassin, but you make him look like a piker, like a beginner, like a Sunday school kid. And the antics that you... And, of course, Muff comes in and plays stupid. Like, oh, he, he fired Zach off his show? Oh, Clarence didn't tell me that. I guess maybe he was like sleeping. There was probably a little bit of pillow talk going on there, but maybe you know went one in one ear and out the other ear. I said, "Look at that! 115 votes for the mo man on there right now. As somebody who they like to dance on his grave. I'll tell you one thing: you'll have to push me out of the way, and it won't be easy. <laughs> nah, I got first dibs on that. I'll be dancing up a storm on. I'll be doing the mashed uh, taters on his grave. How about if we just fact, the dance? What I'm going to do is eat a bunch of mashed taters before I do it, <laughs> and then drop a load right on his uh, tombstone." You piece of crap. In fact, you know what? I'm going to eat a whole bunch of tombstone pizza. There you go. That'll do it. No, I think that'll gum you all up. Anyway, speaking of food, here's a fact that says, heard you talking about the new Subway wraps, and they're great, but I found an even better solution to my new low-carb diet. Says my, you know, the low-carb thing now, I saw a piece on uh, one of the newscasts last night. It might have been CBS News. And uh, every damn restaurant that's ever come down the pike now, uh, I don't think it was Applebee's, but it was one of those similar kind of chains. And now even McDonald's and Burger King are, are uh, they're mulling over, like I told you about the subway thing, mm -hmm. doing a low-carb menu. 
Anyway, it says, I found an even better solution to my low-carb diet. Blimpy. Oh, I hate blimpies, don't you? I, I can't remember the last time or the first Ooh. time I ate at Blimpy. Yeah. Blimpy's has come out with a new low-carb menu that's got sandwiches and wraps, but unlike Subway, they've also got low-carb chips, desserts, a great zero-carb brownie, and even a low-carb drink. Like I said, I love Blimpy's. Says I'm kind of new to low-carb things, so when I went to Subway, I found the other, uh, other than the wrap, they don't have anything else. Baked Lay's have 25 grams of carbs, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, don't be eating them tater chips. No. Oh, yeah, I had a low-carb wrap with a bunch of potato chips. No, that's not going to cut it. It says that Blimpy, I had a lot more choices, and the food was awesome. Give it a try, says Mike B. Thanks, Mike. We'll give it a shot. In fact, maybe when I'm there, Blimpy's will bring in some low-carb stuff, although we don't want no food, but like no. I said. Anyway, for the Passions crowd, I just looked on their website. I don't know what possessed me to do that. The power of Christ. Because I'm a, I'm a day ahead here with a uh, global has a day ahead. Uh, let's see, Thursday, January the 8th, Kay learns of Charity's deal with death. I saw that yesterday. Simone, John, Reese, and Jessica, which that isn't the real Reese, that's his twin brother, the actor, prepare for a ski trip, and Alistair is pleased with the progress of his plan. Good old Alistair. Uh, tomorrow, Kay demands that Ivy get, help uh, get her Miguel. Gwen is suspicious of Ethan, and Sheridan is at peace with baby Martin in her arms. Well, that's going to really be something, because she's in a straitjacket, and they got her locked in the old uh, nuthouse again. Monday, Whitney comes face-to-face -face with Chad, and next Thursday, a week from today, Louise sneaks in to see Sheridan. All right. He's in the loony bin at the direction of her father, Alistair. We never, we have a character around Passions that you never see his face. Okay. You only see the back of his head and usually his suit, and also his uh, big, fat, chubby hands, always with a, uh, a cigar, a lit cigar. It's just part of the insanity of the show. You have to be there. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. Look at that one sixteen for Mo pulling away from Ann Coulter like she's laying still. Here's today's poll. I love this poll. I was inspired by that one bit, that Boca Brian bit. Which one is it? That one. Oh, in what American city will you find the highest percentage of goobers? Now, if you don't know what a goober is, and we're not <laughs> talking about the ones you eat at the movies, uh, if you don't know what a goober is, then you're not qualified to vote on this poll or participate. Okay. In what American city would you find the highest percentage of goobers? Who put the goober in gubernatorial? That's another bit that he's got that in there. I forgot right. about that. What, what bit is that? Tallahassee Nazi. Oh, yeah. Let's play that soon. Anyway, we've got three on the list so far, and, of course, there's zillions of others, because America, generally speaking, is a goober-filled country. Tampa, that was my first choice by far. I mean, I can't, you just have to really search high and low to find anybody that even looks like they've got all the right parts to be qualified to be human in Tampa. It's really bizarre. Tampa, which is strange because they got those good restaurants, you know, like Burns Steakhouse and uh, Donatello's and a lot of good to eats over there, but I guess mostly the tourists are eating them. Nashville, you'll just love Nashville. <laughs> and uh, George votes for Jacksonville. Those are the first three. Been through there, drove through Duval County real fast many years ago. <laughs> Never stopped. Never stopped for a snack or two or like a little uh, verbal intercourse. Here's a fact that says, early this morning, Mo accidentally said, About 30, man. When referring to how many complete games a baseball player from the Black Sox had, thought it would make a good drop. Straight out of the horse's uh, ass. Happened around 5 o'clock or so. Well, we got bigger fish to fry with Mo today because he blew Zach off the morning show. Because Zach ain't good enough for him. Nobody is good enough for the Mo man. And the, the ironic part of the whole deal is the one that wants off there the worst. Well, Robert Creeper wants off, too, which is why he's leaving the station soon. But the one that wants off there desperately the worst is Geldy, and he don't want to blow him out yet. I asked Geldy this morning, he don't want to blow you, and he said no. I said, I wish he'd blow me out. That's exactly, and you were there, that's exactly right. what he said. Right. 
Come on, Mo, blow Geldy out of there. He wants to be back with his buddy Joe and away from your smelly ass. And he's tired of licking out your bag twice in the morning, too. 26 past 10 at 560 WQM. I just cannot wait to be back with all my close personal friends in that. <laughs> oh, man, the, the atmosphere, the ambiance in that building. Oh, Feel the love. Feel the love. I'm feeling it now. Oh. It, now, so is Zach actually still in the building? Did he pop his head in there or what? What's the deal? Oh, I don't know if he's uh, here right now. No, but I'm sure I heard him there toward the end of uh, Joe's show. He popped his head in the beginning when you played the bit. Well, there you go. See, he's still around. He'll be, he'll be there. He'll be okay. Actually, what the deal is, he's not going to be on the payroll no more, but he's going to be allowed to come in and eat the free food every morning. So that's okay. That's all he cares about anyway. It's the last mortgage you'll ever need, the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. Incredible. Like I said, zero closing costs, zero application fee, zero credit bureau fee, zero discounted points. Get the new low interest rate of just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 bucks a month. If you have you a $200,000 loan, your payments are only 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance or get you a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you will never pay closing costs again. So find out all about it by calling 1-800-940-LEND, get the low-rate mortgage you deserve, and then move to your next property without any further cost or expense. Zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs, even when you move to another property. Get the new low-rate financing at just 1.25% with the only one mortgage from Financial Group. For details, you know what to do. Call 1-800-940-LEND and never, ever, never pay closing costs again. The Financial Group at 1-800-940-LEND. Be sure and tell them that the fashionable Todd Dreck told you to call. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions apply. Rate subject to change monthly, 4.21 APR. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Spider hole, spider hole, caught Saddam in a spider hole. And he looked really weird, with long hair and a beard. He was hiding just like a mole. Take a sniff, smell the stench, you might almost think he's French. His facial hair is not so nice, check it carefully for lice. Hey, you! There goes the great Saddam. Yeah, the doctor said Saddam opened wide, but he couldn't find any weapons inside. Spider hole, spider hole, that is where we found this troll. Raise his hands and wet himself. Very soon he will rot in hell. At last, President Bush is so glad because they found this scumbag down in a spider hole. Do you think when they kept going on looking and looking and looking down his puss that they were looking for weapons of mastication? Oh, that was... Anyway, they showed this on CNN a little while ago. A foul crime was caught on tape in Columbus, Ohio. You really have to see the video. They'll be showing it all day. A foul crime. A man dressed in a bright yellow chicken suit robbed a Kroger grocery store. I saw it. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. It says the suspect flew the coop before the police could pluck oh. him. But the crime was captured on the store surveillance tape. You'll be seeing it. Just turn your TV on. Even on uh, Discovery Channel, it'll be on there all over the place. National Geographic. It'll be everywhere. All those lines laid an egg. We can put the new poll up there. We'll be adding lots to it, I'm sure, because there's so many uh, rednecky uh, goober places in so little time. Speaking of goobers, I actually like the um, non-parels myself. Yeah. To pull my to pull your cavities out. Sure. Because you can't go to the movies without either getting a big, huge tub of buttered popcorn or right. preferably some real good sweet candy. But they have goobers, a cookie dough pies now. Juju beans. Right. 
Jew Lieberman likes them juju beans. Jew Lieberman endorsed by the New Republic. That is shocking, man. It's enough to make you want to just burn that thing. Anyway, we can change the poll, Eric, anytime uh, you get your round to it. Eric's been just working up a storm feverishly. Nice going, Eric. Thank God for you, man. He's no boner boy. Thank the Lord. Hola. This article by Tom Boswell in the Washington Post, and I said we wouldn't talk about it. It's very long, too. I'm going to read the whole thing. It's long. And you know what? Too bad. In fact, it'll be a two-parter. Rose owes sport more than hollow confession. The hit king has hurt baseball badly. No sign disgraced star truly reformed, he said. That's Those are the 85 headlines. Before you forgive Pete Rose for stealing the china, you should always count the silverware. And before baseball lets Rose into the Hall of Fame, much less back into a big league dugout, he should do more, much more, than ask us to take his word that he's a changed man, especially when his confession after 14 years of lies arrives between hard covers with the promise of piles of money for Rose, and most tellingly, when Rose cannot bring himself, even now, even once, to say an honest, heartfelt, I'm sorry. Rose has finally told the truth, but he still hasn't seen the truth, that his sins go far beyond gambling on baseball games, and that his contrition must go far deeper than any TV quote or book excerpts available so far. And, of course, today's the day the book is uh, being released. They're making the big simmers tonight. At the most elemental level, Rose owes the profoundest of apologies to the sport itself, which he injured badly, and he needs to get down on his knees, if not literally, then figuratively, to those like John Dowd, who got the facts right in their investigation, yet have endured more than a decade of lying accusations from Rose in every media venue he could grab. Before fans grant their forgiveness or Commissioner Bud Selig decides whether Rose should be reinstated to the sport, perhaps we should listen to a story told by former Commissioner Faye Vincent. When Rose was a player, he went to Japan, signed a bad endorsement contract, collected a hundred grand in cash, and put it in a suitcase so he could sneak it in through customs without paying U.S. taxes. Rose was caught, but the story never got out. No charges were filed. A few years later, Rose's bad contract expired. He went back to Japan, got another hundred grand in cash, put it in a suitcase, maybe the same one, and tried to get it through customs again. Bzzz, Vincent said on Monday, <coughs> imitating the sound of a buzzer going off. They caught Rose again. Now the feds were really livid, a two-time loser. They wanted to indict him, but he had a good lawyer who got him off. Nobody found out. Nothing happened to Rose. Those are facts. You can quote me. So when you look at Rose today, you have to realize we're at fault, too, says Vincent. We teach great athletes their whole lives that they're above the law. We create the monster, then we have to go out and deal with it. Only a man who has lived by his own version of the law or no laws at all could make as hollow an attempt at confession and restitution as Rose has. One book excerpt to appear in Sports Illustrated this week should be enough to make any person of conscience which has never included Rose see red. Once you send something like this to the printer, you have to live with it. No rewrites next week, Pete. If a ghost wrote it, it's still yours. I'm sure that I'm supposed to act all sorry or sad or guilty now that I've accepted what I've done, that's something wrong. But you see, I'm just not built that way, wrote Rose. So let's leave it like this. I'm sorry it happened. I'm sorry for all the people, fans, and family it hurt. Let's move on. No, let's stay right here, writes Tom Boswell. Let's do a little exegesis. Ex 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 how do you say that? I don't know. Of the text, as the old-time hellfire preachers used to say. Rose says he's not built to act all sorry or sad or guilty. Well, if he can't even act that way with his whole future hanging in the balance, we can be sure he's incapable of actually feeling that way. Our prisons are full of people who aren't built to feel remorse or guilt or sorrow at the damage they've done. This attitude is a pathology, Pete, not a bragging point. Even more chilling is Rose's using the word it twice instead of I. The truly contrite person would instinctively say, I'm sorry I did it and that I hurt people. Instead, Rose says that it did the damage. And what is it? 
Well, it is the investigation, the exposure of his gambling, the scandal. In other words, like any unrepentant scoundrel, he's mostly sorry that he got caught. He still hasn't come to terms with the deed itself. The more Rose talks, the more he exposes rather than redeems himself. During the times I gambled as a manager, I never took an unfair advantage. I never bet more or less based on injuries or inside information. I never allowed my wagers to influence my baseball decisions, writes Rose, so in my mind I wasn't corrupt. That's like a bank robber asking for parole because he didn't scare the tellers. In another excerpt from his book, Rose admits to placing bets on baseball games four or five times a week, but adds, I never bet against my own team, never made any bets from the clubhouse. But the latter assertion was disputed yesterday by two of his reputed bet runners. Tommy Joyosa, who once shared a house with Rose, and Paul Jansen both said Rose routinely placed wagers from his clubhouse office. I just wish he'd come clean with everything, Joyosa said. I just wonder if he'll ever tell the whole story. Baseball has only one cardinal rule. You can't gamble on the game in any form, ever. It's posted in every clubhouse. Everybody, down to the densest rookie, understands it. If you take drugs or become an alcoholic, that's entirely different. It's a personal problem. You deserve and get rehab. But if you gamble on the game, let alone, good Lord, bet on the team you're managing, you've stabbed a dagger into the heart of the game's competitive credibility. Yet Rose, in this damning attempt at rationalization, shows how the mind of an egotist and amoralist works. Rose set up a completely different code in his own mind so he could get around the rules that apply to everybody else in baseball. This isn't how you get reinstated. This is how, without knowing it, you make the case against reinstatement. Mercy should always be the order of the day, but in this case, balanced against enormous skepticism. This week, America will talk about Rose, now baseball's all-time leader in both hits and lies. But we ought to be talking about Vincent Dowd and A. Bartlett Giamatti, men who paid a high price to dig out a hard truth and stick by their guns. But the sinner gets the headline, doesn't he? The prodigal son gets the feast, what a lousy parable. Perhaps the valuable story this week isn't that Rose finally admitted what we all knew, that in one season he had bet down on more than a third of all the games in the majors. The tale that matters, a parable in its own right, is that for 14 years, in the face of sentimental public opinion, a legion of Pete apologists and attacks on the game's leaders, baseball didn't buckle. The sport kept the scoundrel where he belonged, out of the game. Now we'll see if Selig, who gets high grades for his consistency for a decade, can stand one final test of character from Rose. With millions of fans chanting, forgive, will Selig demand that Rose show true contrition and Giamatti's words, reconfigure his life rather than merely reshape his image with a book tour. So far, Vincent doesn't see any signs of a reconfigured Rose life. In fact, he says, there's every evidence that Rose is still a conspicuous gambler. We were misguided in 1989. We just thought he would be contrite. It just wasn't in him. I wish he was more contrite even now. For Vincent, the story of Rose is always ultimately a story of money. He's always been struggling because of his gambling. His decisions are usually acts to protect his financial situation. He wouldn't admit he gambled on baseball because he was afraid it would cut off his baseball-related income, said Vincent. Now he's writing this book for the money. Why don't some of the profits from this book, an account of how he damaged baseball, go back to baseball, say to some of the indigent Negro League players? What you're seeing now are economic calculations. It's all about him coming back financially. It would be scandalous to allow him back in the game if what we've seen so far is an indication of his lack of contrition. How could you trust him in any capacity? I can take a lot, but that would be beyond the pale, Vincent said. Let's wait a couple of years and see how he behaves. Baseball shouldn't roll over for this, but I'm afraid Seeley will play to the gallery. Tom Boswell says, let's reserve judgment, see the whole book, the interviews, the whole nine yards, but the bar for reinstatement, something that's never been granted, Shoeless Joe Jackson or any other player banned for life, should be set very high. So far, Rose has done very little to help himself clear that hurdle. He's a scumbag, like I've been saying. How do you like that story about the hundred grand in the suitcase? Twice. That's a good story, and uh, even though I don't care about him. Yeah. That should tell you the length. Uh, the kind of, yeah, it kind of sounds like uh, the governor's wife. Right. Smuggling stuff in through customs. 
I just mentioned that in passing. Oh, you're not Bush bashing again, are you? Yeah. 20 to 11 at 560 WQM. Hey, let me tell you right now, if your mattress is lumpy and bumpy, your back will be the first part of your body to let you know. Because uh, if you don't get a good night's sleep, you feel like crap. Well, there's nothing to improve your daily health, your well-being, and productivity better than getting that great night's sleep. And how do you do it? You make the one easy call like I've been doing for years to dial a mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS. Resolve yourself as part of your New Year's resolutions to have a better night's sleep every night in 2004 by calling dial a mattress. Celebrate the new year in real comfort with a new mattress from Dial a Mattress. You can call them right now. Dial a Mattress is proud to have added Stearns and Bananas Foster to their already strong championship lineup. Stearns and Foster Hewitt is the finest mattress made in America. And now you can sleep on one as soon as tonight by just making that easy call, 1-800-MATTRESS. And, of course, Dial a Mattress carries all the top names. They got them, Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic. Choose from dozens of models at low, everyday, unbeatable discount prices. And only Dial a Mattress lets you choose that two-hour delivery window that's convenient for you that meets your schedule any day, seven days a week, from 8 in the morning till 10 at night. With low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, that's easy to see why Dollar Mattress is unbeatable. So do the smart thing. Even the dummies at QM are doing it, too, just about everybody. Call 1-800-MATTRESS and ensure yourself a great night's sleep for months and years to come. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S or online, you know where to go. It's mattress.com. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. It's time to get it on. Tonight on MSNBC, CNN, CNBC, and Fox News. It's continuing coverage of the only two stories we think matter. Michael Jackson and the Middle East. I think Wacko Jacko needs to stop sleeping with kids. Well, I think those terrorists need to stop blowing stuff up. Countless issues directly affect your life, but none more than Michael Jackson and the Middle East. That's the latest from Neverland Ranch. Now back to the studio with more on the Middle East. The finest reporters, the most trusted anchors, and scores of pundits and commentators all focused on a wide range of crucial world events. As long as it's that moonwalking weirdo and those towel-headed creeps. When we come back, our exclusive interview with Saddam Hussein. We'll find out what he thinks about Michael Jackson. Whether it's in-depth speculation on a suspected pedophile or detailed assumptions about a blown-up bus, catch all two of the top stories tonight exclusively on every cable news channel. If it's not about Michael Jackson or the Middle East, it's not news. All right. 1045 at 560 WQM. Well, we got a few votes on that poll, even though we only have three names on it so far. 39 votes. In what American city will you find the highest percentage of goobers? Nashville, 17. <laughs> Jacksonville, 11. And Tampa's only got nine. That really pisses me off. I voted for Tampa and you voted for Jacksonville. Right. Jax. And in the meantime, Nashville's on top. Well, Nashville's certainly a good choice. Sure. I have no problem with that after that month I spent there in 1980. <laughs> what a place. You're just going to love Nashville. <laughs> yeah. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? How about Gainesville? Gainesville? Never been there. Good church. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Have a good one, Neil. And thank you so much. It really is, huh? Oh, yeah. Even with that magnificent university there? <laughs> All them gators? Well, it's just in the middle there. Okay, I'll take your no, word for it. They're, they're called locals. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. Local yokels. And speaking of locals, <laughs> that woman who claims she lost the winning Mega Millions lottery ticket and is suing to block payment to the acknowledged winner said that she was charged previously with credit card fraud and assault. They just showed her mugshots there on CNN. Beat when asked about her past run-ins with the law, Elisha Battle said she was charged but not convicted. 
I'm done with that, she said. I paid the fine. That's the end of the story. Makes me look like I'm a bad person. Everybody has bad in the past. No. I'm not even worried about that, really. I never did no jail time for that. So, uh, and then they tried to find out that they weren't returning <laughs> the call. the Pete Rose thing all over again. Yeah. Oh, come on. She never came in with a suitcase with a hundred grand. Just 162 million she was trying to scam. Right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. And what I love is the fact that well they're double checking her story, right? Like anybody couldn't just memorize the five numbers when they read them in the paper the next day and say, oh well here they are. Even wrote them down. <laughs> yeah, I bet she did. WQAM line one may be working. Hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. Speak to me. Hi, Barry. WQAM. Hello. Hi. Is he on? Speaking. Oh, hi. Yeah, I uh, just just wondering, uh, are you still uh, uh, recording out of Toronto these days, or? Am I recording out of Toronto? Yeah. Like what, you did what last year. Recording out of Toronto? Yeah. Recording what? This is a recording. The show. This? No, I'm not recording anything. But you did. You, you, you did last year at this time, did you not? Did what? Weren't you staying in a hotel in Toronto and doing your show from there? I never did. No, I never did my show out of a hotel in Toronto. I see. Okay. All right. Hey, anyway, enjoy your show. Thanks. Okay. Thanks a lot. Uh, did I ever do my show out of a hotel in Toronto? This is a recording. I do have some Leaf games, though, on the TV. I'm old Leaf games. Uh, that, he's a little confused. <laughs> 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Wow. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have a town for you. Okay. A rather small town. That's okay. Lutz. Lutz is excellent. I might even play the chronic from Lutz today. That's my opinion. I'm All Mike right. Disney. Thank you so much, Mike, and have a nice day and quit uh, drinking so much. <laughs> Stand up straight like a man, Mike. Come on. He's the W.C. Fields of radio, Mike Disney, with that flashing red nose. In fact, they borrow his nose at uh, Christmas time. For Rudolph. For, for Rudolph, right. 56705 for Eric Rudolph. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. Yeah, we got to build this list here get a few names on it before we're really going to start getting some serious votes. Well, I didn't know we were going to be allowed to name little podunk towns. Why not? We'll get loaded up. It says then. in what American city. Now, Lutz, I don't know if Lutz is big enough city. to be a city, but we're not going to nitpick about it. We're not, not going to pick. pick. We can have a list of a thousand different names on here. What do I care? Okay, so <laughs> Eric will have a lot of work to do. Big deal. We'll keep him away from the refrigerator. <laughs> Just like, uh, what's her name in Requiem for a Dream? Just like Sarah Goldfarb. Right. It'll keep them away from that refrigerator, but I haven't put locks on it. Or even locks in it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. QAM, there's nobody there. QAM, hello. Mo Howard Davis, a bitch. Thanks for the bulletin. Oh, that was, uh, that was Zach doing a voice. <laughs> that is so, that is so scandalous and so Outrageous! It's not unbelievable. It's very believable, but just outrageous. And the fact that the middle and upper level management people in that radio station just allow him to run roughshod over everybody's life who comes along, including some really good people, it's just unacceptable. I mean, if this is a guy that really brought a lot to the table, which he doesn't, if he had gigantic ratings, if he uh, brought an enormous amount of revenue, if he was popular in the community, if he did such a sensational job on the Dolphin Games, that everybody would forget about Rick Weaver and Bill Zimfer. None of the above. All of them are, yeah. He fails the test on every one of those. The fact is he's got a hotshot attorney who, you know, is uh, keeping his career going through, uh, you know, threats and blackmail, basically, is what it boils down to. And as a result, they just, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of Rebecca on Passions. 
I want you to call and freeze all of Sheridan's assets right now, Julian. No matter what she wants, she's got she's holding that thing over Julian's head about him and uh, Eve. And so as a result, it's, every instant it's another black man. You know, okay, whatever you say, dear. Come on, Pookie. <laughs> now seriously, do you think do you think when Mo wants uh, something done, he goes to Greg and says, "Well, listen, Pookie, I want you to do this." I think he says that. I think he calls him Junior. What's his obsession with Pookie? WQAM, hello. Neil. See, you don't watch that show, so you just no. don't get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Neil, uh, regarding the article yesterday, uh, it was a well-written article, but I, I do take exception to one thing. Yeah. Uh, when this, when the, uh, when the writer said that he compared Al Qaeda to, uh, you know, is like this the, the same mafia. guy that called me on Monday with the same song to dance about another article I read? No. Okay. All right. I think it is. All right, Neil. It is. Al Qaeda has killed about five thousand people yeah. since September 11th. And you know, and this is more than you know. These guys, if they have a chance, you know, they'll, you know, they'll do a dirty bomb. So, they'll so, do so, what, so what's your point? I don't understand. What does you disagree with? Well, the guy's comparing them to the mafia. This is a terrorist organization that needs to be dealt with every day. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, so when are we going to start doing it? Well, that's well. My what do they have? To, what do they have to do with Saddam Hussein? What do they have to do with Iraq? What do they have to do with the nine Americans that died uh, last night and this morning? Well, I believe that Saddam Hussein would have hooked in with these guys. Oh, he, sir, please! We're not going to start wars based on your crystal ball. He would have hooked in with these guys. He had plenty of opportunity to hook in with these guys. They're violent enemies. Okay, they uh, they got different uh, headgear. All right. I think that guy would have. Let's yeah. go get him. Oh, I mean, th these people, I think he would have done this and would have done that. Sir, you're one of those people, one of those bush lickers who would rationalize anything. There's no there's no dealing with people like you because you would rationalize anything that their Fuhrer would do uh, to, to make it uh, palatable to all the rest of us. And, and we're not buying it. We're not buying it. We're not buying his lies, your lies, and your crystal balls. Okay, sir? That's the same guy that called Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. Nobody cares. Vote for him five times if you want to, okay, pal? Go right ahead. We just don't want to be bored by your redundant horse crap, all right? We'd rather hear Elvis records. Happy birthday, Elvis. Have another cheeseburger. What is this song? Oh. This is... What Some kind of rendition is song. this? What is this? I know the song, but... Every time you kiss me, I'm oh, that... still not certain that you... Whoa. Isn't that a strange rendition? No I never kidding. heard that. Neither. That was unbelievable. Oh! Okay, that's enough. Let's keep these calls coming. We need more uh, goobers, like that last guy. He's a goober. WQAM, hello. For $250, you get to see Dan Marino and he'll sign your balls. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to add uh, a city to your list. Go right ahead, please. Please. Um, I spent a little time in Houston, Texas, and um, I I've got to tell you, it, it was incredible. I mean, you know, if you're in the areas where, you know, the big hotels are, you know, people that work there are, are, are very professional, but when you start to, like, migrate out of those areas, uh, really, you, you know, you're almost like in a backwoods uh, environment. It was really incredible the time I had to spend there. But I just also wanted to add something regarding Pete Rose. Yes. All the defenders of Pete Rose should realize this. Suppose Pete Rose was uh, working for a company as a representative and knocked on your door to peddle whatever, a product or a service. How much credibility would you give to Pete Rose? None. 
Exactly. I mean, you know, here's a guy that's just been lying time after that, that's, time. That's why I said the other day, and I'll say it again, just because he says he never been against the Reds, why do we believe him on anything? You know, a guy that's been lying, admits he's been lying, and brags about the fact he's been lying for 14 years, yeah. and now we're supposed to believe that he says he never bet against this team? I mean, and again, way back when he wrote a book saying he never bet on baseball. Right. I mean, the guy's that's just right. been living one lie after another. It, it's gone to the point where he can't even tell the truth from a lie. I mean, the, the, the man needs some real help. He's and, a real scumbag, and he's yeah. a total denial. And all he wants is to cash in on this now. Oh, no question about it. I mean, whether he's in the Hall of Fame or not, I, I couldn't care less, you know, because there, there's a lot of bad people in the Hall of Fame. Well, there's fame. an interesting thing, though, and that is I was reading yesterday, which I never paid too much attention to that Hall of Fame crap because most of it is political anyway. Oh, yeah. But but there, there are qualifications, including moral character and things like that, that disqualify people from being in the Hall of Fame, which nobody seems to be talking about these days. Right. So, you know, I mean, like, there, there's some people in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Yes. Here's a man who was a slave owner who said as long as he's a commissioner, there'll never be a black ball player in the right. major leagues. And here he is. He's he's glorified, at, you know, that his plaque rests up there in uh, Cooperstown. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's really, it's such a Well, joke. the only good thing about that is his uh, bones are still rotting, so. There you go. Yeah, listen, it's always a pleasure, and have a great day. And back to you. Five six seven oh five sixty. Yeah, the uh, male audience out there. I don't know the audience, but I mean the males in America. More and more, they want uh, you know Pete Rose. It's the jock thing. He was Charlie Hustle. He was a great player. He got the hits record. All of this other crap. He's a scumbag. He's an absolute scumbag, and there shouldn't be any separate set of uh, rules just because he happens to have worn a jockstrap for a very long time. A real scumbag. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Nashville twenty nine, Tampa twenty two, Jacksonville twenty one. Lutz has got a pair, and Gainesville don't have any yet out of seventy four votes. In what American city will you find the highest percentage of goobers, yahoos, rednecks, yeehaws, nose pickers? I guess we could put Aintree, but I don't think there is such a place as Aintree, is there? No. <laughs> there, there are oh. places that might as well be. Like Pahokee and Okeechobee. I guess right. we'll leave it to somebody else to see if they want to put them on there, because I'm sure we have people listening right now in both Pahokee yes. and Okeechobee. Yes. Wow. Yeehaw Junction. You ain't never seen nothing like that cherry pie in Pahokee, man. 1057 at 560 WQM. If your car is on the fritz, if you've got any kind of a problem, a small one, a big one, in between one, don't entrust it to just anybody. Take your car to somebody you can really trust who knows their stuff. We're talking, of course, about EF Terran Auto Repair at 5083 North Federal Highway, just a mile and a half north of Sample Road in prestigious Pompano Beach. At EF Terran Auto Repair, you can experience the difference that experience makes because, like I've been telling you, they really know their stuff inside and out. All EF mechanics are ASC certified technicians. They know all the latest technology, and most of them have been with the EF team for almost 20 years. Some of them even... About 30, man! The EF team's got over 200 combined years of experience. And no job is too big or too small, like I said, whether it's just a blown fuse or a blown engine. From a 73 Toyota to an 04 Bentley, EF Terran Auto Repair does it all for you. All jobs are meticulously double-checked for accuracy by the shop foreman, and every car is cleaned upon completion of the work. EF honors most extended warranties, too, and they offer you while-you-wait service on most repairs. EF Tire and Auto Repair, a place you can really trust your auto to. 5083 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Call them at 954-426-9926. That's 954-426-9926. Be sure to ask about their 90 days, same as cash no interest credit card when you talk to them, too. EF Tire and Auto Repair, nationally recognized as one of the most successful automotive repair facilities anywhere in the entire country. At EF, their motto is, and they live up to it, nobody cares more and nobody will work harder to earn your business. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. 
Some people don't. They don't have a clue. They walk all around with their head up their glutes. It's always the same. They're just looking for fame. The chronic from Roots. Oh, the chronic from Roots is first on the line. Cause he's hooked like a catfish with half of its mind. Just come on up with your green Corvette. We, yeah? we, you and what army of little yahoos, sir? We. All your friends from Carrollwood? All your friends from Tarpon Spring? Why don't you stand up like on your own? It's always we, we, like you got all your buddies. How come you don't like stand on your own thing, pal? We do stand on our own. Now, we, where is that we again, man? Are you speaking French or English? Everything's we, we. We, I, we all. I, we, I, there we go, we, I. You sound like Dan Quayle now, sir. You can't even spell us. You don't want the Rob C. Pig on the radio. Right. And you know you Wait, never... wait, wait, wait. Was that pig as in wee, wee? You sound like that baby now. Are you in Lutz or are you in Aintree, sir? I think you've been up in Aintree in the woods with that baby. You want to admit it now or wait till tomorrow? Some people don't. They don't have a clue. They walk all around. With their head up their blues It's always the same They're just looking for fame And they love the abuse Like the chronic from Loose He's the chronic from Loose Lutz is doing real well, by the way. You see that? It's tied with Gainesville. They each got nine votes. Yep. In what American city would you find, not not the most, because obviously that would depend on the population, but the highest percentage of goobers? Nashville, 36. Jacksonville, 24. Tampa, 23. Gainesville, 9. Lutz, 9. New Orleans, 1. And Houston, 1. Yeah, somebody says, um, worst of all, the entire nation is New Orleans. Says they may not be goobers, but what the hell are they? They're Cajun goobers, but they definitely are goobers. And they are dumb. Cajun. What's that movie again? Southern Comfort? Yeah, good movie. Excellent movie. If you haven't seen it, go out and rent it, buy it, steal it. Southern Comfort. It's a great movie. It'll give you a real good idea what all my Cajun uh, yahoos are in all in. It's educational and all. Yeah. They don't have counties. They have parishes. Parish the thought that (laughs) And all these people that rave about, oh, man, it's great, man, Mardi Gras. And all It's a slimy place. If you want to go to a slimy place and get drunk, go to Key West. Why do you have to go all the way to Nolens? They have nothing there but a lot of dumb people. In fact, why leave town? Now, here's one that says, and I'm going to put it on there even though you won't. Why won't I? Because it won't get any votes except from maybe this faxer. Stanyonsville, North Carolina. Yeah, well, that's the point. See, I could name a 100 towns that nobody ever heard of that are 100% well, But the point is, Uber. it's a poll we're asking the audience, so uh, maybe we'll find out they did right. hear of it. You might be surprised, mister. You think you know it all, don't you, mister? Yes, I do. Just ask Well, me. what do you know? Everything. Oh. 
Stanyansville, North Carolina, just outside of Greensboro. If you're Jewish, black, or a northerner, it says good luck. Well, that's true of any of these. He might as well just said Greensboro. Well, okay, let's say Greensboro. That's uh, better than Stan <laughs> Stanyansville. That would be like saying Canandaigua, New York. Although right. I don't, I don't so, think the people, people have heard of that. I don't think that Canandaigua are the people. See, let me make the distinction. For the benefit of our poll today, I don't think the people in like small towns in upstate New York are goobers. They're just farmers. Right. There's see difference. the difference. There, there very much so is a difference because farmers don't live in trailer parks. Right. There's a difference between rural and a goober. Right. Now you're talking. So like Geneva, New York wouldn't qualify or Canandaigua because they're just small hick towns with a lot of farmers in them. But a place like Greensboro, I guess, has a lot of goobers, like Lutz. I'm glad to see Lutz is doing so good. Well, speaking of assholes. All three Roman Catholic dioceses in Washington are in full compliance, they say, with a policy established by U.S. bishops in 2002 to protect minors from sex abuse by clergy, according to a national report released yesterday breathlessly by the nation's bishops. The report conducted by the Gavin Group, an independent Boston-based organization headed by former FBI official William Gavin, surveyed the progress bishops are making in carrying out a charter they agreed to in June 2002. Victims groups, however said the report was flawed, consisting mainly of self-reporting by church officials. They said the victims interviewed in the audits were not representative and that auditors only interviewed victims who came forward after June 2002 and were not involved in lawsuits. The auditors said they didn't want to interfere with legal proceedings. They also criticized the audits for not examining personnel records. The Gavin report says auditors didn't review those files because of the state's privacy and confidentiality laws. It also said auditors didn't have the civil or criminal authority to demand documents for record searches, but pertinent records, policies, and information were generally provided as, a, as requested. Uh, David Cohesi, executive director of Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests, said the bishops have essentially defined the rules of the game, determined who plays, who gets played with, who got pay, uh, paid the umpires, and now they claim they're winning. Clohesse also said he found it pretty disturbing that the bar is set so low with diocese getting <coughs> commendations for having codes of conduct for priests and a formal diocesan communication plan. No priest molested a child because he had an inadequate code of conduct. We always maintain the problem is not what the bishops write on paper, but what they do in reality. Nice going, David. You go, boy. And just uh, the whitewash continues, and of course we've got bigger fish to fry now, like that bit says. We're worried more about Michael Jackson in the Middle East and Al Qaeda and this and that and yada yada and about, uh, you know, Scott and Lacey Peterson, the important things in life, as opposed to worrying about little kids getting molested and people that want to alter boys. Well, speaking of people that want to alter boys, did I uh, print out that story about that teacher? I don't know. We were talking about it. Don't let me forget the one about the uh, S factor. Okay. <laughs> the SS factor. The S factor explains Bush's popularity. I, I don't, don't give it away. No. Whiten teacher, 49, charged with having sex with an 11-year-old student. I mean, that's a little, you know what I'm saying, a little bit, uh, it's very much ridiculous. A music teacher at a Boynton Beach Elementary School was arrested yesterday and accused of having sex with a young boy she used to instruct. Carol Lynn Flanagan, a 10-year teacher at Rolling Green Elementary, is accused of having a 19-month Sexual relationship with a boy that included encounters in such places as an airport parking lot, a park, and hotel rooms. The boy was 11 when it started in June 2002 after he finished elementary school, investigators say. Flanagan, 49, of Boca, faces six counts of sexual and lewd battery charges. It's not the first time she's been questioned about a relationship with a young boy, although she's never been prosecuted. Flanagan was investigated in 2002 by the Department of Children and Families and Boca Police. She was accused of romantically kissing a 12-year-old Lake Worth middle student and letting the boy sleep in her room. Oh, well, if it's good enough for Michael Jackson, it'll be good enough for her. That's right. right? They slept, uh, she slept on the floor. He slept on the bed, I'm sure. 
Many of the details of the two cases are strikingly similar, but the sheriff's office would not confirm if the two cases involved the same boy, now 13. The 2002 investigation was launched after Flanagan's husband, Douglas DePew, told a marriage therapist he had concerns about his wife kissing a young boy. He told investigators that the boy and his two brothers had slept over 12 to 15 times, although he'd never seen her in bed with any of them. That case was dropped after the boy told investigators the two had only tap-kissed on the mouth and never engaged in sex. Tap-kissed? Have you ever heard that before? Is that like a peck? Like a little pecker on the cheek. They'd only tap-kissed. In all my hundred years, I never heard that before. Me either. I've heard X, X, I don't know how you say that word. The word in that story, E-X-E-G-E-S-A-I-S. You know the word. You just yeah. don't know how to say it. Exodus. Yeah, see? The Pew said Wednesday night that his wife had been depressed. He said he thought it was because of health problems involving their 16-year-old son. Flanagan continued at Rolling Green through Tuesday. She wasn't at work on Wednesday. Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputies arrested her at her sister's house in Jupiter about 12.30 p.m. Would you rather get arrested in Jupiter or on Uranus? They asked her. So there you go. That's another one of those deals. It's got a little uh, problem. They're a little bit too young. <coughs> and, of course, we got some of the people in the audience would say, Oh, gee, I sure wish that would have happened to me when I was 11 years old. Right. Isn't that what they say? They say it all the time. Nashville, 37. Jacksonville, 28. Tampa, 25. Lutz, 20. All right. All right. Let's hear it for Lutz. Gainesville, 15. Houston, 1. Nolens, 1. And Greensboro, North Carolina, 1 out of 128. In what American city will you find the highest percentage of goobers? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. WQAM. Hey, Neil. i got a city for you, buddy. Okay. Um, it's called Lake City, Tennessee. You ever Lake hear of it? C- no. Where's that? It's I heard Lake City, Florida. If you take 75, you run right into it by the North Lake. Breaking Center is like 30 miles above Knoxville, but I'll tell you something, man. I lived there for two years. I was there uh, rebought on a campground for a time-sharing resort. Yeah. And you want to talk about Yahoo's? I mean, it's, it's an old coal miner's town, and it's got an 80% unemployment rate in the town, right? And everybody in there is on welfare. I mean, there's girls from 13 to 16 years old with two and three kids just to get extra welfare money and keep popping out kids. And I'm talking about it's the hickiest, hickiest town I ever lived in in my life, dude. All right, you got it, man. I want to take deal. Yes. I went to the grocery store and bought some meat. Gave the guy a hundred dollar bill. He couldn't break it. That's how town is. He could the grocery store, Piggly Wiggly, couldn't break my hundred dollar bill. Thanks for the good news, Pally. Have a great day. Put while you're ahead. Lake City, Tennessee. What do you say? Let's get it on there. Okay. And here's a what? You sound Not, a little bit reluctant. Yeah, whatever. I know Lake City, Florida. Mm-hmm. Me too. I know Lakeland, Florida. I know Two Egg. See, but we don't know any of the people in Tuweg. How many people are there in Tuweg? About 30, man. Got a stoplight, and that's about it. I mean, really, seriously, Florida, a lot of people don't like considering it a mugwump state, but, boy, you oh. take out you take out <laughs> Dade Broward in Palm Beach and uh, Monroe counties, and you right. ain't got nothing. You can't name me another county in the state. And don't tell me Orange County, okay? I don't want to hear about all them yahoos and them trailer trash in Orlando. you got to be kidding me. Wow. What's that? What's that? Uh, is it Orange Blossom Trail? Is that it? That sounds right. That's the main drag through there. Oh, man. Yeah, the main vein. Bunch of Bible thumpers and uh, strippers and uh, trailer trash and pretty much the same people. Right. I don't know who you're talking about that doesn't consider Florida a Yahoo state. Well, and they're the people who live there. I mean, if you talk to the people in Tampa, they would tra- take great. To- they'd probably shoot your ass. You said you're a bunch of mugwumps and uh, Yahoos and goobers. they get the gun off their gun wrap. And, uh, they don't cotton to that too good, mister. I'll tell you that right now. They got the best strip bars over there. They got a man's penis. 
and they got uh, Burns Steakhouse. It, it, it's really a bundle of contradictions. And it's another one of those places like Montreal. Remember I told you about Montreal? Mm -hmm. Montreal's a great city, but they need a people transplant. And the same is true with Tampa. Tampa's got beautiful um, right on the uh, Gulf there, and they got uh, some nice beaches, and it, it's a beautiful area the physically. There. And, and the uh, I don't know about the hotels, but I mean the restaurants there. They have a lot of really good. They even got a crystal over there. What's not to like? And steak and shake. They've had steak and shake long before it ever showed up in South Florida. And what's the other one? They got Hardee's, right? Well, and parties, hard-ons, all kinds of good stuff. But, man, they're sure a strange bunch. I'm telling you. Somebody says the city would be Tuscaloosa, Alabama, home of the U of uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. I sure believe that. Brings Bear Bryant to mind. I think of Bear Bryant, I think of Goober. Goober Pile. So let's get that on there, too, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I... Yeah, once this list starts building, man. And, of course, like you said, we could have 50,000 uh, places on here because America is just loaded with it. And as you look at that electoral map, like we said yesterday, you look at the blue states, the big city slickers, you know, Pennsylvania, New York, all of New England except uh, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington, California, Michigan, basically northern and uh, peripheral uh, border state, not border states. What do you call them? The border states are like Colorado. That's Goobers, too. What, what do you call those states along the oceans or around, around the perimeter of the country? The coastal states? I don't know. That's where you have, like, living and breathing people. And in between, man, you've got a bunch of trailer trash mugwumps, which means Jerry Springer will be on there for at least another 80 years. 13 past 11 at 560 WQM. Hey, if your hair is long gone, if it's down the road, here's the answer for it. Get it back. How do you do it? You call Chuck Alfieri. They'll bring you in. They'll give you a free consultation, no obligation. And they'll show you how much better and younger they can make you look with Charlie's exclusive, amazing natural hairline system. To make a long story short, it's the best in the business anywhere at any price, which is why even a lot of the millionaires, the smart ones, go to Chuck Alfieri because they know that for no amount of cash in the world can they get a better-looking piece than the natural hairline system. And you have nothing to lose but that shiny, gross bald spot that makes you look so damn old because if you wear Charlie's piece for 30 days and you get this guarantee. After a month, if you don't love the way it looks and feels, if you're not getting laid all all over the place, Charlie will give you a full refund, no questions asked. And if you mention Neil Rogers when you call, they'll knock another 200 bucks off the already reasonable price of that natural hairline system. So forget about the holes in the head and the dangerous pills and all the other crap and those muskrats. Get yourself a great-looking head of hair from the Charles Alfieri Studios. Call them toll-free. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413. Or check out uh, the website, charlesalfieri.com. Sports Radio 560 QAM. They're beautiful. They're glamorous. They're lawbreakers. And now you can look just like they do with Celebrity Mugshot Photographers. Celebrity Mugshot Photographers can make you look like a star after a three-day bender and a serious auto accident. I want to look like uh, Nick Nolte. Sure. Just dump this motor oil on your head, put on this filthy Hawaiian shirt, and scowl. I want to look like Glenn Campbell. Sure. Just dump this motor oil on your head, put on this filthy golf shirt, and scowl. Celebrity mugshot photographers can make you look like any of your favorite criminal celebrities. Whether it's Winona Judd, Winona Ryder, George Clinton, Robert Downey Jr., or the ever-popular Michael Jackson. Okay, put on this white makeup, this red lipstick, this black eyeliner, this prosthetic nose, and scowl. Wow, I look like a million bucks. Or more like ten million to keep a kid from testifying in court. <laughs> Celebrity mugshot photographers, where we'll make you look like the rich and infamous in a flash. 
1118 at 560 WQM. Now, Clarence, it's not bad enough that they just ran that promo about the uh, ticket giveaway Yeah. every Thursday. That doesn't include us, does it? No. No. We have nothing to give away. So, again, because we're not a sports show, therefore we just uh, wind up sucking hind end here on uh, the Neil Rogers Show. We just get nothing. In addition to which, all I asked was, it would be nice to know if the Humper's coming in today at uh, 4 o'clock. He hasn't been on the last three days, been out sick. He'd be illin'. Or maybe he's been eating one or the other. I'm not really sure which. <laughs> but at any rate, would it be nice to know what that lineup is? We got the Mad Dog at 2. We got somebody 4 to 6.30. It might be the load and it might not be. You got Panther preview 6.30. The Panthers at the Flyers 7 o'clock tonight. That could be a really ugly one. Eddie K follows the hockey game in Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5 in the a.m. 5670560. We're looking for the American city that's got the highest percentage of goobers. Did somebody just come in running breathlessly in there and say, oh, Hank's going to be on today or not? No, no. Well, how do you like that? So not only don't we give any tickets, uh, have tickets to give away to our uh, fine, wonderful, loyal audience, but we also can't even get any information. Nice going, Clarence. Maybe he's busy doing the old airplane spin with the beast now. <laughs> who's, yeah. Who's spinning? Elvis in his grave. You're Happy birthday to the king. Bright lights said he's gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. That's not Elvis, it's Bob Lincoln. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up high. All right. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living, the devil may care. And I'm just a devil with love to spare, so fever, Lord, Okay, that's enough. WQM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I've got a city for you. And a story okay. to go with it. Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, that sounds like a winner. Oh, I went down for the Colgate game, and I went into a bar, and George will enjoy this. I had a pack of cigarettes that had a little treat in it. They took my cigarettes and gave me my lighter back, but not my cigarettes. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. Uh, no. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, they'd be calling them scumbags would be a disservice to scumbags all over the world. I, I missed something. They took you. Who took your lighter? Uh, the people at the bar. But my cigarettes had a special treat in them. George knows what I mean. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so uh, two other things. Just uh, mm-hmm. hockey, David Abisher, what do you think of him? I know you're not an Avalanche fan. I don't uh, watch the Avalanche ever. I don't watch the Western Conference ever. I'm the penalty of death. Okay. And I just have a request, please, please, that bad all I know is that the All I know is that Columbus couldn't score into an empty net if they had no other oh. team on the ice. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they did look pretty bad. They don't score any goals. No, no. I got the farm team up here in Syracuse. Okay, uh, request. Uh, please, please, the babbling bush thing with uh, Jessica Lynch found Saddam in the dress. Blah, 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 that thing. What is that, George? I don't know. The babbling... Oh, you know, the press conference where, he, uh, you know, we'll bring him to The Boca Bryan one? Huh? Yeah, the Boca Bryan one, yes. We'll uh, dig it up for you, pal. And don't go to Roanoke again. Have a great day. I have no idea what he was talking about. Uh, he had some uh, fish huh? through. I don't know what it's called. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. Put Roanoke on there again, but uh, I just I missed something there. He had some yeah, no, weed. They, they he took had some joints and gave his lighter back. Yeah. Well, what, so what does that mean? I, I don't, don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was just me. WQAM, hello. Uh, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. All right, I got a choice of the poll. Hello? I'm listening. Go okay. right ahead. Win- Lay it on us. Winter Haven, Florida. 
Oh. Absolutely an abomination. Yeah. Let me tell you, I go up there every year for work. And um, the people are so, they're not just inbred, they're like laboratory uh, specimens. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been there? No. It's Isn't it like uh, north, north of Lakeland? Oh, yeah, way north, way north. Right. Almost going over towards the Panhandle. I mean, it's it's like four hours. It's it's nasty, man. Absolutely disgusting. That'll be my vote, and I'm sure other people, if they've ever gone near it, they know what I'm talking about. I mean, you can smell the swill when you're heading there. Okay, I'll see you in two eggs, pal. Okay, Neil, bye. See ya. What do you say? A lot of them in... I beg your pardon? What place did he say? Winter Haven, Florida. Ah, Winter Haven. Ah, yes. Been there? Been through. Oh, now what's that other? Oh, there's so many, so many in Florida, but there's one in particular. What? Not our? Is it Arcadia? Isn't that where the uh, Funny Farm is, where they got Sheridan locked up in the nut house? I think it's Arcadia. That's one of them. There's so many. We could. Well, could, we'll just wait for the audience. So we'll many. How about any? You can name any Florida town for this. <laughs> no, that's bad. You don't want to say that. I just did. Well, don't. You don't want to, like, put Sunrise on there or, like, Hallandale. They don't have Goobers in Hallandale. They just have uh, Schwarzers on one side of the tracks and Old Jews on the other side. No, like you said, out of the uh, Tri-County area. Oh. Any Florida town, Well, it doesn't have to be out of the Tri-County area. How about Palm Beach County, man? There's plenty of Goobers there. Pahokee and Okeechobee, last time I checked, they're both in Palm Beach County, ain't they? Yes, ain't, they are. Ain't they? You ever been in Pahokee? Been through it. Oh, man, don't maybe, slow down. Maybe stop for gas. Don't slow down. Then, of course, when me. you drive uh, on the alley and you go through those... See, those aren't goober towns, the Indian towns. Right. They're, like, uh, the uh, well, what are some of those towns on the way over to the... Um, Immokalee. The yeah, Immokalee, uh, that's right. the one. That's the now, I don't know what you call those towns besides Res places, towns. places to drive through real fast. How about Frostproof? Frostproof's another excellent one. There's so many. We don't want to put all the little ones in there. We'll just wait for the callers. Forty votes for Nashville... 38 for Jacksonville. You gotta say Vol. Lutz has got, <laughs> Lutz has got 29. About 30, man. I don't think there are that many people that live there. Tampa's got 26. Gainesville, 21. Tuscaloosa, Alabama's making a quick movement, man. They got six already. Houston, four. Greensboro, North Carolina, four. Nolins, two. Gotta say it right. Nolins. Lake City, Tennessee, one. Roanoke and the Winter Haven don't have any yet. They just went up there, 175. We'll just keep building the list. We'll build it up big time. We'll get about 20, 30,000 cities on there, and then you take your pick. You just pick it. WQAM, hello. Yes, I got one for you, Paul. Okay, sir, go right ahead. How about Punta Gorda, Florida? Never it stop is, there. No, it's the armpit of the universe. It's horrible. Okay, we've I... probably got people listening there right now. <laughs> well, Thanks a lot, a Pat. Right. And you too. Have a great life. Punta Gorda, huh? Maybe we can just get every city in Florida. <laughs> I got a map in the car. <laughs> every city of more than how many people? About 30, man. Yeah. It's just amazing what a sump pump it is. Oh, we're going to get casino gambling in Florida, Neil. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, when you look at the inbred, uh, oh, God, it's just an amazing state. People that don't get out of date or Broward too much uh, ought to be grateful, quite frankly. Not that, not that it's any great shakes in Dayton, Broward. We got our share of a trailer trash, but believe you me, the rest of the state is just an amazing. And we haven't even talked about the Panhandle yet. Now you mentioned Tallahassee before. Never been there. Driven right. through it. Is it really everything that's uh, cracked up to be? Well, I've also never been to Tallahassee. With a banjo on your knee. Well, I'm sure somebody out there has. We'll probably get a lowdown. Twenty-seven past eleven at five sixty QAM. You're a rednecky station for the new millennium. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM.
Friday night he's in the White House doing all his presidential bids. He's there in the Oval Office, though he's not sure what an oval is. He's practicing his speech that he's been working on for weeks should be a breeze. But it's not for a man who thinks that if you're from Iran, you're Iranese. <laughs> Saturday, he's still no smarter, thinks what's in the center centrical. You could say his brain is useless, kind of lactic chain, he's clogged up ventricles. Now he goes to give the speech with words his vocab cannot reach. He looks afraid. But he won't tell you how he feels. Instead, he'll talk about some bad mistakes he'll make. Now he can't spell. He can't act. Crying out loud. Now he can't speak. So what he says is always in doubt. He don't have a clue, no brain in his head. So he just babbles on, babbles on, babbles on. I'm sure that's not the bit the guy wanted, but no, it's I found it. That's what you knew. What is that? Bush meets the press. Oh, is it? You probably already stuck it in your system there. I queued it up in case you want it now. Bush meets the press? See. Oh, I don't got that in here. Let's yes. hear it. Stretch it. Go ahead. As you know, I work for Sun Young Moon's Washington Times. It's your paper, Mr. President, so you don't have to worry about my question. Oh, <laughs> the right hand. <laughs> is there any truth to Howard Dean's hateful leftist liberal rantings that you had previous knowledge of 9-11? Um... Excuse me, second. Your piece isn't working. Testing. I. He will be brought to justice. That's good. And and Trista's wedding boost ABC's dismal ratings. Still not working, you know. Huh, give me milk, please. Uh, um, uh, boop, bop, boop. Um, wait a minute, come in now. Uh, Shadam. Let me ask you a question. How long does this go on? Lynch, it just goes on. I don't think I want to hear that. No, it's not in my DCS because I never played it and never was going to play it. Thanks a lot, pal. I take back whatever good things I said about you. Wasn't that the guy with the cigarettes and the weed or whatever? Something like that. Uh, Crawford, Texas, somebody says, place for the most goobers. I, they just showed the cover of the National Review, Bill Buckley's right-wing rag, and it's got a picture of Howard Dean on the front, and it says, please nominate this man. See, they're okay. trying desperately to paint him as another Michael Dukakis as being totally mm -hmm. unelectable. And now all of a sudden, now who did they say? The uh, whistleblower, the Enron whistleblower, she just endorsed Wesley Clark. Really fascinating to me how Wesley Clark all of a sudden is coming from nowhere, and especially with a minimum lately of, uh, other than the uh, Rascal House, the Deli Den, and Schloimies, a minimum of uh, public appearance. And all of a sudden he's just uh, skyrocketing. You see that? Yeah. Well, what is that all about? I don't know. 
I mean, I don't have a problem because if he's the guy that can win, I mean, great. But I just, I'm a little bit suspicious because it's pretty obvious to me that Howard Dean isn't the choice of the establishment, which is probably why he's so damn popular with so many people who don't like the establishment, which is most of us. But boy, oh boy, well, uh, he's uh, he's temperamental, and he's this, and he stole a freight train, and he's uh, got his records from Vermont Sealed, and uh, he's a scumbag, and he's uh, and all these other things. Let's see. Here's somebody says the entire state of South Carolina. Well, we can't do that, but let's put Charleston, South Carolina on there. Crawford, Texas. You wait to see how fast Crawford moves up that list. It's going to skyrocket, guaranteed. And somebody says Yeehaw Junction. Just basically because of the name. Well, I guarantee it lives up to its name, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. Named a TV show after it, Yeehaw. Yeehaw Junction. I always called it Yahoo Junction for so long that I'm looking at this thing on paper, somebody faxed, and I can't really bring myself to believe that it is Yeehaw Junction, but it is. Yeehaw Junction. I bet you they got a good Stookies up there. Yeah, you can get you some pecan pie, too. All right, and some good peanut brittle. Been sitting there for about 40, 50 years. Here's a fax from Frank in Melbourne. Oh, don't tempt me, Frank. No, it's not about that. He says, Happy New Year. The Bush action figure dishonest W with the remote is too funny. You're right. I'm sitting here working the remote, changing outfits and retching pretzels and laughing out loud. Out loud. Thank you, thank you. It's the best. Too bad it wasn't in stock for Christmas. I'm emailing it to everybody I know. Thanks a lot, Frank in Melbourne. It's a hoot. If you haven't seen the uh, fantastic dishonest W action figure, hop on NeilRogers.com. You'll be playing with it all day. And the uh, figure, too. Nashville, Tennessee is in the lead, but it's going to get some stiff challenges, I guarantee you. 42, Jacksonville's got 40 already. Lutes, 39. Tampa, 29. Gainesville, 22. Tuscaloosa, 11. Houston, 5. Greensboro, North Carolina, 4. Nolens, only 3. Lake City, Tennessee, 2. Punta Gorda, Florida, 2. Roanoke, Virginia, 1. Winter Haven, Florida, Crawford, Texas just both went on 201 votes. I haven't picked up line nine, probably for obvious reasons, but we'll give it a shot. WQAM, the unctuous line nine. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, I want to add Ocala. Ocala's good. Okay. So. Even the horses are moving out of there. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pally, and have okay. a great day. Thank you. Happy New Year. Ocala, Florida, man, that's Haas country. I bet it's beautiful. So many of these places. How about a people transplant, huh? Come okay. on. For the whole state. For the whole state. I mean, Florida's, although I don't want to say it's so beautiful, because it really, I mean, the beaches here, you know, there are a lot yeah. of nice beaches, like Panama City. And they got those springs with those weeping willows up there in the north uh, part. Yeah, but as you drive, I mean, I'm sure you've done a lot like I have, driven across the strait and around the state. Sure. And there's a lot of just plain, flat... Swampland. Yeah, right, exactly, well put. Swampland, it's a big swamp. Marsh. In fact, most of the state is underwater, we just haven't figured it out yet. It's Joe Marsh Jr. land. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. <laughs> One of your people, no doubt. Oh sure. WQAM, hello. Hang him on Neil, there. Mr. Yes, Rogers. Sir. Speaking. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hey Neil, how are you doing? Pretty good. Watching last night's local television broadcast. You know what we got coming to Tampa, Florida? I don't know, but I know that the Bush, I know the Bushmeister is in West Palm Beach today. But go ahead. A Christian nudist camp. Yeah, we had that on yesterday. Oh, you did have that on yesterday. Okay, okay well, just in the, in the ending point of the news broadcast, they said um, they hate to see them, see them kneeling during services. 
Rectum. Okay, thanks for the good exactly. news. Exactly. Okay. 5670560, oh, <laughs> pound 560. Well, you know, if you got a little, uh, like, load, you can always drop it while you're kneeling, real discreetly and quick. You know, somebody was asking me the other day about dogs, about how come dogs don't have to, you know, if you have a dog, you have to wipe them. You don't have to wipe your dog's ass. No. I never heard of such a thing. Now, if you have a cat, like those, what are those uh, long-haired cats? The ones with Persians? the other? Uh, huh? Persians. No, Persian cats don't have long hair. Sure they do. They do? What are you talking about? Persians are short-haired cats, aren't they? All right. I'll take your word for it. Not everyone I've seen. I thought the Persians are the gray, short-haired cats. Am I confusing that with something else? The Siamese. Oh, oh yeah, Siamese cats. So Persian have a lot. Well, whatever they are, I hate cats. I can't stand them all. Siamese, I will say, some of them are kind of interesting. You know, they're not friendly. No, they, they look cool and they make a nice sound, but still. They make a nice sound, yeah, while they're rubbing up against purr, your leg and all right. that static electricity is going off. I guess if you're real lonely, you know. Right. And if you, you fall down. And there's no human. If there's no human that will right. rub up against you, maybe like a, a putty cat, you know. They'll eat you. Which is as close to down. any putty as you can get. Yeah, they will eat you if you fall on the ground and play dead, play possum. They're disgusting. But at any rate, if you have like a long-haired cat, which is what I started getting to, then you might want to get like a, a nice moist towelette or something and get ready. <laughs> oh, because I've uh, heard those stories. Of course, the whole concept of cats crapping in the litter boxes. So I don't want to get started on that again. It's just I, I'll never be able, as long as I know, that's one thing I'll never be able to adjust to. I, I don't buy it. If you have a pet or a child or a, uh, Mo Howard David or like, uh, what's her name, uh, Mrs. Wallace on Passions, just because they're incontinent doesn't mean that they can crap in a house, okay? <laughs> I just never heard, oh, well, we can go no. away for days at a time. And, of course, they have those feeder things, you know, where a limited amount of food comes automatically down sure. through the uh, little thing into the bowl. And so you can go away for days on end and leave your putty cat right in there all alone to, like, a crap in the box. By the way, here's a message to the cat people who think that their houses don't smell. They do. They do. They stink. Doesn't matter what you buy. They matter, stink. Which automated and, and, contraptions. And I, and I say that the dogs stink, too. When you walk into the house of somebody that has dogs, and as much as I love dogs, and I had the two... But it smells, no matter what you do. If you bathe nah, them every true. day, they still smell. That's not true. It is true. All right. They have a doggy smell. You're wrong. Okay. I'm talking about okay. not you, not when you live there, but I'm talking about somebody that's coming in, a stranger in a house, which is a good way to get them out anyway. Like when Jehovah's Witnesses come in. Just open up the door and, oh, man, that'll do it. Just hold Tiny up right in front of their face. That's it, Tiny. Nice going, baby. i got to get me a dog, you know? No, don't do it. <laughs> I, I don't know, when you've had dogs for a long time and then they croak, and it's it like, there, there's... I'll, I'll get you a, there. a nice robotic dog, you turn it off when you're not there. There's so many more negatives than positives, but the fact of the matter is it like leaves a vacuum, you know? That's another reason I'm so happy not to be there, because it's like there's a vacuum in that house. Robo-dog, you can put it in your suitcase and take them with you. Yeah, but it's no fun. Sure it is. It doesn't crap in a house. doesn't crap in the house. And, you and can... it doesn't fall in the pool and, and things like that. It, with the remote control, it'll go crazy. Just like uh, Action George. Nashville, Tennessee, 43. Dishonest W. Check it out. 212 votes. Nashville's leading. In what American city will you find the highest percentage of goobers? 43 for Nashville, 40 for Jacksonville, 40 for Lutz. That's got to be more than the permanent population. I'll guarantee you that. Tampa, 32. Gainesville, 22. Tuscaloosa, 12. Everybody else single digits. I can't believe Nolens has only got three. Well, that's a state of mind thing, you know? It's like if you ask people, what do you think of the Rascal House? Oh, my God, that's legendary. It's wonderful, you know? You call that a... Restaurant? No. God almighty, what a place. So did we find out about the Humper? Speaking of the Rascal House, is he coming in today or what? We don't know. 
Well, what, what does that mean? We don't know or we're not being told? Oh, I'm, we're not being told. I see. Well, <laughs> to you, Clarence. 19 till noon at QAM. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. And I'm Harry. Here to tell you about our special place. Just a short little drive. From New York is the Pocano. Let's go. That's where I want to go. To get away from it all. Where is that? In the Poconos. He can feel the fish. I love that stuff. Play shuffleboard if you wish. I got a nine. Go for Saturday brunch. Or pile the food on top of your dish. I hope it's kosher. In the Poconos. Skytop and Buck Hill. Camelback and Bushkill. Mount Ellie and Shawnee. There's even Mickey Rooney. I know. Split Rock and Cresco. Oh, let's go poking in the Poconos. We'll have some lunch and then we'll see a show with Tony Orlando in the Poconos. Get a hot shade towel. You pour the champagne. Sit by the pool and act like a schlub. Let's get the chicks. You can meet a nice girl. Over by the exercise club. Hey, Julie, over here. In the Poconos. Skytop and Buck Hill. Camelback and Bush Hill. Mavelli and Shawnee. Don't forget Mickey Rooney. Split Rock and Cresco. Booby, let's go poking in the Poconos. We'll have some lunch and then we'll see a show with Tony Orlando. In the Poconos. Let's go. Did you forget your uh, teeth this I know. Morning? I got my teeth in a little bag with the water in there for death. reason I played that, that's for our friend, uh, what's her name, Suzanne? Yeah. Who always, every time she faxes, Suzanne always lets me know. She's the woman from Homestead, married to the Mexican. She's a nice Jewish girl. Anyway, she says, you want to know about Yahoo? She comes from Holly, Pennsylvania, full of Yahoos and drunks in the Poconos. Well, it's a little bit too obscure to put on our list, but uh, out of respect for Holly, I played that for her. And speaking of playing something, I cannot believe that you put that bush bit in the DCS. I can't believe I, in my wildest dreams. Huh? I did not. I found oh, it on good. the disc. Well, I can't believe that you actually uh, dug it up and played it. Don't do it again. Okay. That has got to be. Nobody loves Book of Brian more than I do, but every once in a great while, he'll do one that just uh, doesn't go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. It should go somewhere. Like in the old Schmidt can, but doesn't go anywhere. And that's one of them, and that's probably why I couldn't remember what it was. Steve has a fax with a great idea here. How about a state poll of goobers? I think what we'll do is we'll change the poll at one. Right? At one. What do you mean at one? Why, why oh, are you I asking like so that? we have a chance to build it? That's just a weird time to change the poll. Are we speaking the same language? Speak it in English? See? Well, let's change the poll at one because this is one that we don't we don't have to uh, have the audience contribute to. That's my point. See, the first one they're calling in joints and places and things and and whatever. I mean, nobody's going to catch Nashville, even Crawford, Texas. While it's moving up, like I said, it's got eleven, it's got a shot. But I think that's a good idea, Steve. How about a state poll of goobers? Which state has got the most goobers? We don't want right. to say that though. Why don't we say which is the most rednecky state? Something like okay, that. Highest percentage is a uh, good. Cause... What is it? The highest percentage, like you did on this one here. Florida, Georgia, 
North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama are what Steve has listed here. Now, do you think that maybe we ought to, like, add some on there? Well, we'll think about it. Because he don't have Montana on there, for example. In fact, I started to say Montana. No, or totally Idaho. Different. Right. Those aren't or, goobers. What are they? Retards? <sighs> Those are mountain men. They're like rejects? Human rejects? I beg to differ. Did he leave off? Uh, well, let's see. Apart. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty. We'll work on it. Pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. New suspected SARS case in um, China. Oh my God. Uh oh. As China's see, I don't want to get into another thing. We were talking about cats a little while ago and dogs. As China's only confirmed SARS patient is declared recovered and released from hospital, state-run media reported in Hong Kong a new suspected case of the potentially deadly virus. A 20-year-old waitress has been hospitalized and placed in isolation in Guangzhou, in Guangdong province. The news agency Xinhua reported uh, today. Dozens of people in contact with the woman have also been placed in quarantine, but nobody has shown any SARS symptoms yet. Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, three TV reporters are being tested for SARS after displaying some symptoms of the virus upon returning from a visit to Guangdong. <laughs> yeah, they made a visit to Longdong, and now they got the virus. Though the men haven't been listed as suspected SARS cases yet, they've been placed in isolation wards and are in stable condition. They initially had fever, cough, and respiratory infections, but chest x-rays were normal and clear. More test results expected later today. And come to find out that this woman who's in quarantine now, come to find out she was a wild game animal eater kind of person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. In other words, Chinese. As researchers work to understand the virus, scientific evidence of a possible link between SARS and animals from wildlife markets popular in the region has forced Long, uh, Guangdong authorities into a mass culling. I love the way they say that, like when they had the uh, when they had the uh, uh, mad cow thing in England. Uh huh. Well, we have to cull twenty thousand cattle. Do they cull? Not kill. Cull. Not kill, but cull. Don't that sound so much cuter? That's right. Thousands of civet cats, considered a local delicacy are being slaughtered after researchers named the animal as the possible source of the virus before it jumped to humans. The government says it wants to slaughter uh, 10,000 civets by Saturday. They want to get it done by Saturday, despite concerns from the WHO, the WHO, that the mass extermination could destroy evidence of the origins of the disease. The culling is also something of an embarrassment for Chinese officials who last year outlawed the trade of civets for four months, but Beijing later rescinded the ban after pressure from consumers Farmers and sellers. So what if we're spreading uh, SARS all around the world and killing a bunch of people? We've right. got to do business here. It's yummy. Additionally, Guangzhou officials have launched a major disinfection campaign to bid to head off a potential outbreak of SARS. Did you see the uh, tapes on TV on the news? Of the, uh, the calling? Scrubbing. They're scrubbing. They're scrubbing. We're scrubbing. Everything. I mean, they're wiping yeah. and scrubbing. and uh, As well as street cleaning, officials have ordered a large-scale rat extermination program. Damn it, there goes dinner. <laughs> oh. They eat them, too. The, star, the SARS case in China has forced much of Asia under full alert, increasing health checks at transit entry points such as airports and sea terminals. Man, it is terminal. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them people. I guess when you got to feed a billion people, the rice gets a little bit old after a while. Huh? I'm not joking about the rats, either. They eat rat. Yes. I'll be damned. Well, why didn't you tell me that when I had the rats in my attic? <laughs> oh, see, I wasn't going to put them in the freezer and had some nice delicacies waiting when I get home. Or just invite a nice family of uh, Chinese people to stay there for a while. Mm-mm-mm. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. And what American city will you find the highest percentage of 
goobers, rednecks, yahoos, nose pickers. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Great pull today. Brings back a lot of memories. You used to have a caller that uh, from Lutz, Lutz from Lutz. Do you guys yeah. have any recordings of that? that I, do, uh, I, just got playing, I just got through playing that a little while ago, Chronic from Lutz. Oh, I didn't hear it. Damn. Damn. All right. Happy New Year. Okay, back to you. Yeah, we got that chronic from Lutz bit. I don't know. You ought to dig it up. I haven't played it in a long time. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I, I would have played it again as opposed to if I had known which bit that was you were talking about. Oh, God. In fact, if I had to pick the worst bit that Volker Bryan ever did, ever, I mean ever, ever, and there's a few he's done that I never played, but uh, that would have to be it. It just, uh, 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 you know, it just goes on like that forever. Yeah. So, in other words, like it may be accurate, but it's a little bit ponderous. Kind of like the president himself. A little ponderous. Elvis's birthday today. What do you say? Anybody care? No. Huh? Let's show some respect to the king. No. Are you lonesome tonight? Absolutely. Do you yeah, I'll tell you one thing. There's a guy that's going to be lonesome. He keeps firing everybody that works with him, man. He's going to be real lonely in that studio. In case you tuned in late, Zach got blown out by the Molemeister. Absolutely. Off the morning show. As he continues. And, of course, people could turn around and say, Well, you guys canned a beaner boy. I don't think we canned him. I think he canned himself. Right. The only person ever got canned off of this show, and I say it very proudly, was Scott Jr., who had, who will look you straight in the eye, well, no, he look at the ceiling, and with one eye and the other eye maybe look you in the eye, and tell you that he deserved to be fired, that he's uh, a nutcase, a nut job. Am I right? <laughs> he's, uh, in fact, he may be from one of these places. I don't think he's from Jersey at all. I think he's from one of these places we got on the poll today. But Zach gets blown out. A good guy, liked by everyone, a great eater. Always uh, cleans his plate. <laughs> right? You won't find a drop, a crumb, on that table out there, on that food counter out there in the hallway by Clarence's orifice. You won't find a dr uh, on a day that uh, Zach is there. He cleans it up. But no, he ain't good enough for Mo. No Mo. As he just continues playing fast and loose with the entire radio station, and Greg is little bit like that. Greg is just, uh, you know, just hands off. I mean, the fact that we can't even... And let me also point out this. Not only can we find out about whether Hank's going to be on today, not only are we got any tickets to give away on this show, like all the other shows on the station, because of sports, because of that, did we get any uh, input or output or up-your-ass put from Muff or Clarence today about the fact about our Wednesday 1 to 2 hour? Of course not, because it's not a sports show. They don't give a crap. They don't care if we sit here going like like that for four hours. There's an idea. No, but seriously, what does that tell you? You would have thought there'd been some kind of commentary, some kind of opinion, some kind of something, some kind of input. No. A disgrace. So good luck to you, Zach. You'll need it. We told him for a long time. Watch your back, Zach. And he knew it. He knew it was coming. He knew it was just a matter of time before the grumpy old man would finally stab him, just stick it in there and twist it. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil. Uh, you stepped out a real good one. I think, I think, uh, Kissimmee. Kissimmee's, Kissimmee's excellent. Even the sound of it is good. <laughs> uh, I've been there. Take care. Take care. All right. I've been there. Kissimmee. You've been Kissimmee? Sure. On the way to Orlando? Cheaper to stay there and, uh, than travel to the parks from Kissimmee. I think, uh, I think I've had it with Orlando. Orlando and Vegas, I don't think I have any need for either one of them ever again. Orlando. Oh, God. Won't see him no more. I wonder what ever happened to him. Don't you sometimes wonder what happened to some of the uh, interesting people and even some of the boring people? 
Some like of them. Kid, huh? Some of them. Like that kid from Cincinnati that did the rap song. What that was the name of that song he did? The rap song. Yeah, that came to IOD and recorded that rap song. It was a bit that we used to play. He was from Cincinnati. Okay. Kind of a sad, sad soul. Well, there's a whole bunch of them. Five six seven oh five sixty. I think at noon, like I said, we changed the pool. Close this out, right? No one. Why do you say that? <laughs> just, just to be contrary. No, I think I think uh, they've laid it out there for us. Two hundred and sixty-one votes. What American city would you find the highest percentage of goobers? I mean, we can you know push it till two. That's it. We're just pushing too hard. What's the point? No pushing. Don't push it. Lutz is just lead to the top. Oh! All right. I am psyched now, man. Lutz, 47, which has got to be double the permanent population of that town, that Yahoo place. Nashville, 46. Jacksonville, 43. Tampa, 39. So another, and Gainesville, 28. So of the top five, four are Florida. Crawford, Texas is moving up nicely, 19. It was making a big move. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, 13. Houston, Texas, 7. Yeehaw Junction's got, uh, 7. Greensboro, North Carolina, 6. Punta Gorda, 4. Lake City, Tennessee, 3. New Orleans, 3. Ocala's got a pair. Roanoke, Virginia, one. Charleston, South Carolina, one. And Winter Haven don't have any. 269 votes. Winter Haven doesn't have any. Which I still always wonder. You know what I wonder, don't you? Well, no. What do you wonder? Maybe they don't have a pewter. Maybe they don't have access to a computer right now. They call in. They right. give us a suggestion. And then it winds up with no votes. Happens all the time. Maybe they're speeding home right now to vote, and it's going to be changed by the time they get there. Good. It serves them right. Three minutes till noon at QM. We got uh, Mad Dog at two and somebody at four. Is it the humper? Is it the load? Is it, uh, only time will tell. Live and local. This, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QM. I'm Frau Ileana Ross Leitman, and I like scrubbing my smelly gorilla ass with soap made from jewels and listening to the near Rohe Communista Hour. Kick it! Alright! As I spread my thighs and lower myself on the toilet bowl, I feel my bowels lose control on the toilet. And there's a smell that makes you cry. So bad I can barely see my knees as I make my strain and sphincter squeeze on the toilet. It's not hard to understand. Any diabetic big fat man eventually winds up limping on the seat. It's so goddamn embarrassing. Everybody's making fun of me. Ancient with a fancy gate. Never thought to install a good day. Ain't super sound at night. When you do jammed inside my hole, it found the king of rock and roll on the toilet. All right. Oh. Oh, hold me close, hold me tight. That's enough. Oh, thanks. Don't overdo it. What? You just remind me why I really didn't like Elvis for a long oh, time. Oh, you hated that song? Oh, God. Make me thrill. Anyway, let's uh, change that poll. Let, give me the final result of this one. I don't know. It, it was a good idea, but, I mean, you, you had a good point in the beginning. We could name, like, 50,000 different small hick towns, because that's America for you, baby. 
How many sophisticated places are there in America when you come right down to it? About 30, man. Yeah, and I think that's pushing it. Where's that? That's pushing it. Oh, I'm sorry, the left coast. New York, Frisco, mm -hmm. Seattle. All them fag places. Seattle, Portland, Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston. Right? Right. I guess L.A. in some respects. Um... That's it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> That's it. And even anyway, Boston. Aren't they always banning all... everything in Boston? Well, uh, yeah, but Boston's got like all those uh, places of uh, higher yearning and learning. Well, that's the uh, Catholic Church for you, man. See, that's another place like Montreal. Montreal, great city, really uh, neat, interesting stuff, just uh, grotesque people. Needs a people transplant. Boston got all these colleges and universities living and breathing people and Harvard and MRT and all this stuff. But the Catholic Church runs with an iron hand like they do with the Vatican. And so they always abandon this and abandon titty clubs and this and that. And so everything has to be banned in Boston. Books, you name it. And on the one hand, you got the Kennedys. And then you got like uh, Father Cushing that used to be in charge of the... Uh, he used to be the uh, archdiocese, uh, the head man. Father Cushy? He used to give the head. Anyway, all we've got to do is change one word on this poll, Eric. Make it real easy for you. Plus, of course, all the names. In what American state will you find the highest percentage of goobers? Wasn't that a uh, active in right. uh, I sent that tax and added a few on there that I thought oh, were good. obvious. So we can just leave that up there. So it means in the last two hours I can do all my bedtime stories, which I have a lot. I mean, right. we'll take a few. Huh? I mean, we'll take a few calls also. And we can you know, talk more about goobers and rednecks and yahoos and nose pickers because I'm sure we have many of them listening <laughs> right now. Well, what are you laughing about? Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're talking. I noticed that when we named the bastions of great intellectualism, we weren't talking about anywhere in South Florida. I noticed we didn't name like Miami or Hialeah or Sweetwater or a Plantation Acres or Pembroke Pines or, or Pembroke Hollywood. Lakes or Cemetery Village or Sunrise or Pompano Beach. No, we didn't do any of those things. Because let's face it, it's Ooh, a about, big hick town. What about it's Wilt a big hick town. Wilt, Wilting Manners. Well, don't be picking on them now. They're not goobers. You're picking out. They're not. They're, they're tubers. They're like tubers. They like shooting <laughs> the old tube. Oh, and what a what a you must be psychic. Look at this story. Dean says faith sway decision on gay unions. <coughs> How do you like that? And what did I tell you yesterday about him? I'm groaning. How he's going to start playing the religion card now because There's he's been pushed into it, especially game. in especially in the South where all the Bible thumpers are. Don't do it, Howie. He's already doing it. <sighs> Muscatine, Iowa. I love that name. Muscatine, Muscatel. Musketeer. Don't know whether to smear it on or drink it. Democratic frontrunner Howard Dean said yesterday that his decision as governor to sign a bill legalizing civil unions for gays in Vermont was influenced by his Christian views as he waded deeper into the growing political, religious, and cultural debate over homosexuality and the Bible's view of it. What about those homosexuals? The overwhelming... Did I ever tell you that story about WLAC in Nashville? I've told you that, but a long time ago. So it's worth telling again. Here I'm doing, um, I guess the hours would have been like uh, 7, I don't know, 6 to 10 or 7 to 11 at night on WLAC in Nashville, November of 1980. I went with Dick Casper. Dick was great. I liked Dick then. I like Dick now. My problem is he's dead. But, um, you know, and WNWS was going down the tubes already at that point because of Luke Crone. I shouldn't pick on that because his kid works for our station for power, but nevertheless lose an asshole. But anyway, so I went off to Nashville, and Bill Calder went up there with me, and uh, Charlie Kappas. And, of course, WLAC has got 50,000 watts. I forget what the frequency is. 1510, I believe. WLAC. John R. used to be on there. John Richmond. Richburg. 
back in the days in the 50s and 60s playing rock music and the soul and all that other crap. Anyway, uh, and so here I'm doing a talk show with like in a, on a station that can be heard in 48 states because at nighttime, of course, those big 50,000-watt stations boom all across the country. At least they used to anyway. And I come and do the first, from the very first show, I was there for a month, which is as much as I could take. Talk about goobers. And the very first night, I punch up the phone. Hey, Neil, uh, what do you think about the homosexuals? And then come to find out, I didn't find out until after I left that it was somebody from Miami who was like a set-up job, you know, was an inside. People yeah. that loved the show, but it was just, you know, it was their idea of humor. Like the people that say, Shamba, those people. They love the show, but that's their idea of being <laughs> like that. Anyway, the overwhelming evidence is that there is a very significant, substantial genetic component to it, Dean said in an interview yesterday. From a religious point of view, if God had thought homosexuality was a sin, he wouldn't have created gay people. Dean's comments come as gay marriage is emerging as a defining social issue of the 2004 elections and one that's dividing the Episcopal Church in the U.S. and many other Christians and non-Christians. Got to have a scapegoat all you know, I mean, what the hell's life without a scapegoat? Right. What's religion without a hell and without a scapegoat? Driving the debate is a theological dispute over the Bible's view on homosexuality and a political one over the secular and spiritual wisdom of allowing gays to marry. Dean said he doesn't often turn his faith when ma uh, doesn't often turn to his faith when making policy decisions, but cited the civil union bill as the time that he did. My view of Christianity is that the hallmark of being a Christian is to reach out to people who have been left behind, he told reporters Tuesday. So I think there was a religious aspect to my decision to support civil unions. Earlier Tuesday, when he and other candidates were asked at a debate whether religions influenced any of their policy decisions, Dean was the only one not to respond. In an interview yesterday, Dean said, I don't go through an inventory like that when making public policy decisions. Dean has been expanding on his religious views in a series of conversations with reporters, but his remarks the last two days were the first time he's talked about how his faith has influenced his policy making. Dean said he doesn't consider homosexuality a sin, but nonetheless opposes gay marriage. The civil unions bill he signed as Vermont governor in 2000 granted homosexual couples the same rights and protections as if they were married. Among the nine Democratic presidential contenders, Representative Dennis Kucinich, former Senator Carol Mosley-Brown, and Al Sharpton support gay marriage. How do you like that? I like it. Why is Carol Mosley-Brown running? Can I you... had something to do. Yeah, well, she lost in Illinois for her uh, Senate seat when she wanted Ooh. to get reelected. She lost there. So you're right, something to do. Ego Keep trip. I mean, she's nice. She's good. Sure, I like she's her. Nice. Yeah, she right. says a lot of the right things. She's good. You go, girl. All that stuff. But, uh, but... You, you have a better chance of winning. Right. Well, you have a better no. <laughs> oh, and speaking of having a great chance of winning, Oy! the New Republic endorses Jew Lieberman. Man, the New Republic stopped being like a credible magazine many, many years ago. About thirty, man. As soon as they made Morton Kondracki the editor of New Republic, which he's long gone, but nevertheless, he's the one that turned that into a rag. It's a joke. Democratic presidential hopeful Jew Lieberman received a strong endorsement yesterday from the New Republic magazine, which said the senator from Connecticut offers the clearest, bravest vision for the Democratic Party. <laughs> right. We can just call it Republican Party light. In its endorsement, the moderate political journal gave a blistering assessment of frontrunner Howard Dean, saying the former Vermont governor doesn't possess the leadership skills to head the party, not to mention the country. The Democratic Party is racing back to the 80s with interest groups enforcing litmus tests on everything from partial birth abortion to steel tariffs, and party activists dangerously out of touch with a country that feels threatened by terrorism, not by Donald Rumsfeld, the New Republic said. Dean has created this mood of self-righteous delusion, and his competitors have, to varying degrees, accommodated themselves to it. 
Only Lieberman, the supposed candidate of appeasement, is challenging his party, enduring booze at event after event, to articulate a different, better vision of what it means to be a Democrat. Oh, my God. I want to be ill. Wow. Isn't that enough to make you want to puke? More than one. The endorsement came as new polls showed retired Army General Wesley Clark emerging as a strong challenger to Dean, while Lieberman reigns far in the behind with his tzitzes and his uh, matzah bride. Payas. Right. He's got kind of a pasty complexion. Oh, remember I was talking the other day about Robert Duvall? Yes. See, that first caller, the second caller, the first one was a good call yesterday, but the second one, that asshole who just wants to hear the sound of his own voice, was giving me a lecture about, well, you know, a lot of the stuff that you read we already heard or know about, a lot of stuff that's on your website, he's full of crap. He's just trying to get you to not do that anymore. He's full of crap. Yeah, he's another probably a bush mm -hmm. looker. He's probably looking bush right now. Anyway, here's another example. Uh, Robert Duvall. See, it's in the Sun Sentinel this morning. Duvall says money was Godfather 3 issue. I love Robert Duvall. As an actor, personally, I'm beginning to you really have my doubts. You need to see that one scene from Apocalypse Now. Yeah, why is that? Because it's it's phenomenal. You'll you'll watch it over and over again. Best performance ever. I'm going to have a tough time before I get back to Bobby Duvall in voting on this uh, this other. I had no problem at all in the first one. Right, I struggled a little. Tampa. I mean, Tampa to me, for a city of that size, I just it is shocking. You can scour neighborhood after neighborhood, block after block. Uh, it's it's just amazing. And you just can't find anybody that don't look like a mugwump, man. Like a goober. I'm serious. You remember, well, you gotta remember, remember when we were in the shopping mall there? Sure. And we had 5,000 goobers there. They sure loved us. Until Randy started doing that bulldike thing. Oh, they liked that too. No, they did not like that. Not with her, okay? It was Jim that screwed them all. What? Hello, Randy. What? Are you listening to me? No. See, they could tolerate one fag. They could put up with me for a while. But then when they had the, her start doing that dikey thing, they thought, oh, my God, this is a bunch of goddamn uh, faggots over there is what it is. Faggots. Yeah. So what's the point? We don't cotton to no faggots up here. Well, but I'll tell you this. There sure happened to be a lot of them over there in Tampa. Just drop your paints. First gay bar I ever went to in my life was in Tampa. It was called Renee's. I'm painties. Ready for that? 1972 or three or something like that. How many years ago is that? Absolutely. No, about. Thirty, man. Come on, Mo, butt out, you asshole. Mo fired uh, Zach off his show, by the way, this, uh, to this week. Asshole. John Jerima faxes and says, "When I first got here, I walked into a local bar and everybody looked at me. The bartender asked me where I was from. I told him New Jersey. He asked what I did. I told him I was a taxidermist. He asked what was that. I said a person who stuffs dead animals. He yelled out to the crowd, "He's okay. He's one of us." <laughs> That's great. That is outstanding. Oh, I've right. heard that before, but it's I did too, but it's cute yeah. and fits right in. Show sure enough. No, I'm going to have a tough time figuring out which state I'm going to vote for. It's a real battle. Anyway, we'll get back to Bobby Duval. 1213 at 560 WQM. Are you in a really crappy dead-end job, Zach, if you're underpaid and maybe uh, uh, out of Schmidt's luck? New Year's resolutions don't just happen. You have to put your plans into action. You have to get off your ass and do something. All you have to do is reach over and grab the phone and call Fast Train right now to get the ball rolling. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Classes are underway right now during January. If you're committed, your dedicated Fast Train can assist you in becoming a certified computer professional in just four short months. What a piece of cake it is. That's right. You can get you a new high-paying computer career in just four short months. And the demand for certified computer professionals is right now at an all-time high. It's getting bigger and bigger, and the demand as well. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for guys who qualify. So call right now. Call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN and tell them that old Todd Dreck 
told you to call, inspired you to make that call. Check out Fast Train on the web at FastTrain.com. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Hop on it at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Sports Radio 560 QAM. He's just a little hobbit born in the Shire, but if you want a ring bearer, then you better hire Frodo. F R O D O Frodo. He's going to Mount Doom to destroy the ring. Yeah, that's the whole plot of the return of the king. We're talking Frodo. F-R-O-D-O, Frodo. Fro, 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 Frodo. After the guy from the Kings gets shot in the leg, Brutal. we got a Lola, a Lola parody, like right off the bat. That's no Ebola. Like Twelve eighteen at five sixty WQM. Anyway, Robert Duval, getting back to him. Although we should probably take that call on line two first. QAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Uh, this is Doctor Neil. Speaking. Hey. Uh, if you hate Las Vegas, yeah, you really hate Branson, Missouri. Really. Well, well, why, why do you say I hate Las Vegas? I didn't say I hate it. I'm burnt out on it. I don't hate it. Why? It's nice. Let me say it again. I'm burnt out on it. I left enough of a contribution. It's just ponderous. I mean, after a while, it just, uh, you just move on to other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh. Light up another one, uh, sweetheart. Wow. Woo-wee. Man, he must have had a good Schmidt going. Yeah, you can almost smell it. Mm. Well, that's maybe just outside the window here. Why do you know how uh, liberal they are here? Damn it. Damn Canadians. Well, speaking of Canadians, I got a story about Sony Pop. They banned it in the schools. I got that later on. That's not going to do anything with all due respect, okay, to my fat Canadian friends. That ain't going to cut the mustard. <coughs> I say cut the crap. And they got just every bit as much as um, uh, all the uh, fast food joints here as you do anywhere else. It's just uh, uh, as the big companies, the multinational corporations continue uh, plundering and looting and uh, poisoning the earth and the people. Beautiful thing. Just like that story about all the species that are going to be extinct pretty soon. But yeah, there is no cares? such thing. There is no such thing as global warming. That's just a commie no. pinko thing that uh, you know. Eco Nazi. People like Ted, Ted Danson and uh, Paul Newman keep screaming about. They just made it up. Anyway, actor Robert Duvall says the money was the reason he didn't appear in Francis Ford Coppola's Godfather Three. An interview to uh, air on 60 Minutes Two. Oh, it was last night. I, I, I would wish I would have seen that. Oh well. Damn it. He says, if they paid Al Pacino twice what they paid me, that's fine, but not three or four times, which is what they did. Duval, 73, told 60 Minutes 2 correspondent Charlie Rose. 
Excerpts were released in advance. Coppola came to my farm, parked his car, went into the kitchen. I said, I know you always wanted the crab cake recipe. Let me cook it for you. Oh, he loves to eat, so I cooked a crab cake, wrote it down, and he forgot it, so he called twice. He was more concerned that he forgot the crab cake recipe than that I would be in Godfather 3. <laughs> How do you like that? Funny. Duval was nominated for a supporting uh, actor Oscar for his role as Tom Hagen in 1972's The Godfather. He also starred in 74's Godfather Part 2. He won a Best Actor Oscar for 83's Tender Mercies. His other top films included Apocalypse Now, The Apostle, and A Civil Action. How come they left out Network, huh? What about, what, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it all, man. Give it up. <laughs> Screw everybody. He was so great in Network, man. Yeah, well, give it up. God. He was, uh, what the hell was his name in that work? Frank Hackett. Oh, uh, yeah, no, you beat me to it. Frank Hackett. A man named Frank Hackett is sitting in the chair where uh, Mr. Ruddy used to be, whatever. I don't think we have any, um... Network? Just no, no, Howard forget Neal. about, no, no, not Network. I don't think we have any, uh, Tom Hagen clips. The only one where, uh, he was... Well, let me tell you yeah, something, my friend, my friend. He was speaking to him. Do you think we have any? Well, that would be embarrassing. We don't have one Tom Hagen clip. Call up uh, Beaner Boy. Oh yeah. I mean, we got a few. Uh, we got a few Santino. You're taking us very personal. Like that. And like. They talk when they should listen. <laughs> oh, oh God, it's so good. But anyway, uh, Robert Duvall's a great actor. I wish I would have seen that last night. Somebody in the audience should have called us and tipped us off, but they didn't do it. Shame on you people. Now, let's see, before we start taking a few of these great calls and interspersed with these fantastic stories, IMF uh, says rise in U.S. debt is threat to the world's economy. Not that you people ought to be worried about that at all, of course. Not that anybody on the Talking Head Networks would want to inform you about this, or certainly not on CNBC, since they're a puppet of the administration anyway now, since it's GE, and they're all in bed together, since it's all Viacom. They're all owned by the same crowd. In which American uh, state, Will you find the highest percentage of goobers we're asking now on poll number two? 64 votes. And so far, West Virginia's got 12. Now, why the hell would that be? Because it's true. All the coal mining yahoos? Yeah. Is it true? I'm trying to think if oh. I ever was in West Virginia. I'm sure I've been through there. I've driven through it. I don't See, think See, there's a stopped. reason that there's a Virginia and a West Virginia. Like yeah. There's a North Carolina and a South Carolina. Yes. Like when, one, when one state pushes all the goobers to one side... And they give them their own state. Oh, don't give me that crap. North Carolina didn't push all the goobers out. Are you Not crazy? Not all of them, but they tried. Oh, please. When was the last time you were there, or the first time? Long ago. Say. Many years ago. And I drove real fast. West Virginia, 12. Mississippi, 10, with a banjo on your knee. Alabama, 9. Florida, 8. Texas, 7. Tennessee's only got three. Oh, man, you folks must be Schmidt and me, or you've never been there. Uh, Tennessee's I, got I only three. I voted for Tennessee. Holy cow. I voted for um, what did I? I voted for Georgia, which also has three. And you want to know why? Why? Because even there, there may not be any places Aintree. There is a place called Plains, Georgia. <laughs> and when you got the president's brother peeing outside, you know, on the walls and everything, that's got to tell you something right there. So I, th I think Plains might just be Aintree. Arkansas's got three. South Carolina three, and uh, small potatoes after that. We're just building this one out. North Carolina's got a pair. Louisiana two, and Kentucky one, Idaho one. None yet for Virginia, and then I see you added some other ones on here. Sure. Montana, which I thought you told me is not the uh, Goobers. It's not Wyoming, right there anyway. Colorado, and Nebraska. No, they do have you're, Cowboys. You're selling Nebraska short, mister. I'll tell you that right now. Omaha? 
Oh, that's the middle of the Bible Belt. I'm going to tell you, so I've told you this before, and you just uh, won't listen to me. Some of the most hottest-looking people of any variety, including some you can't figure out what they are, are in Omaha. Wow, what a corn-fed, spoon-fed, they're hot. It could be said for some of the uh, southern girls, not the fat, toothless ones you see on Jerry. Yeah. But before they get fat and their teeth Oh, you mean the ones who aren't trailer trash? How many of those are there in the south? About 30, man. Right. Still come out of the trailer. Let's see. Boog Info. We just found out, it says, the humper is like right on the edge of recovery, but he doesn't want to push it too far. You know what I'm saying? So we got the Boog again today, which is on the first day of the new rating period, and we're pretty uh, psychotic about that. Come on, humper, get over it already, will you? <laughs> Even half a load is better than none. That was fun. That's what Mo would say. Half a load is better than none. Hey, Mo, by the way, we hate you even more than we did yesterday, which is, I, I thought, if you would have told me yesterday, down. if you would have told me yesterday that today I would hate more twice as much as I hated me yesterday, I would have said, impossible is what I would have said. Not, not possible. A new but book man, after, hear, after hearing that crap, Oh, here's uh, <laughs> Morris. <laughs> this is cute. I heard your cat bashing and take exception with your comments. Cats are a great alternative for those who live in condos and can't own dogs. While I do agree that litter uh, boxes are foul and nasty, they're not always necessary. I have a four-year-old tabby I train to use the toilet in my spare bathroom. I applaud your efforts to raise money for the abandoned uh, pet rescue, but please reconsider your cat stance. Sincerely, <laughs> Morris. I'd love to see Morris's stance on that bowl, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oops, Morris just fell in, damn it. And you don't have to have a cat to be uh, oppressed by them. They'll come and spray your house and your tires. And... I told you about that cat I had at Michigan State at Abbott Hall during a summer school. After I didn't show up, mostly during the irregular... A session. So I went to summer school, and I was in Abbott Hall, which was a girls' dorm. I think they knew something. <laughs> and uh, this cat showed up, and I don't know. I took it in one day, and that was a bad mistake. I gave it some milk or whatever, and it just, uh, and that was it. Yeah. And it wouldn't go away, and so it would keep coming around, and I would come into my room, and I'd pick it up and heave it against the wall, stuff like. I shouldn't admit that, should I? It's bad. No, but it, it didn't hurt him, obviously, or her, or whatever it was. It didn't hurt it. And it just uh, would keep coming back. It was just desperate for attention and affection and love, and I just kept slamming it, not slamming it, but heaving it, you know, <laughs> heaving it gently against the wall. And it just uh, it was fine. didn't hurt it. <laughs> it was kind of like Greg Reed, you know, where there's no sense, there's no feeling. 27 past noon at 560 WQM. It's the last mortgage you'll ever be needing, folks. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. Zero closing costs, zero application fees, zero credit bureau fee, zero discounted points. So get yourself the new lower interest rate of only 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, you pay only 668 a month. Can't beat it. Don't forget, once you refinance or get you a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never, ever pay closing costs again. So call them toll-free. 1-800-940-LEND. Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve and then move to your next property without further cost or expense. There's zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees. You pay zero closing costs even when you move to another property. So get yourself the new lower financing rate of just 1.25% and never pay closing costs again. Ask about the only one mortgage when you call Financial Group toll-free, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions do apply. Rates are subject to change monthly. 4.21 4.21 APR. Mike and Lobo. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Rogers got. I can't believe it, George. You got sucked in by little squiggly Jerry with his, um, with his funny facts here. Anytime they see that we're lacking in the pool. 
They probe out a headline that will lead you by the nose. Absolutely. He said, they said, he's the one to get. Now they have only one big dictator left. Don't worry about Sudan, we got him. Now we're all pumping and saying, we got him. We won't attack us no more, we got him. Say 9-11 is what they got you to believe. Can't get any dumber than a one-party country. You believe what they say, like the God or fool, as they use the state for their cause. Prop 32 at 560 WQMU got sucked in by little squiggly jury, a.k.a. 8 million other names, who's using even a new format on the facts that didn't fool me. Didn't understand it. I see. Well... It's another one of those, oh, you're attacking Howard again, and you have a right, you know, one of those stupid things. Blow it out your ass, little Jerry. Carlin Homestead says, if I thought for one minute you were responsible for Pharrell's firing, which I was not, I would fly up there and kiss your big fat ass. Listening to him was like listening to a pack of feral cats having sex. Good riddance to him, says Carlin Homestead. Well, I hate to break the news to you, Carlin Homestead, but most of this audience liked him a lot. How do you like that? Where did they come up with that, that I'm responsible? You know, well, I guess everything's my fault. Right. Probably well, also my fault that, that Mo blew Zach off of his show, too, because That's Zach right. actually liked us a lot, and we uh, talked about him. And so, therefore, you know, it was just a matter of time. Of course, anybody on Mo's show, it's always right. just a matter of time. That wouldn't have made a difference if, if we hated Zach. Uh, well, maybe that would have. Yeah, just out of spite, he would have kept mm-hmm. him on there. We hate you, Zach. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. Brittany's hometown, not laughing at joke marriage. Speaking of Yahoo places, Kent would Oh, I want to change my vote. <laughs> no, no, seriously, Louisiana, man. Forget about Georgia. Forget about the... How's Louisiana doing on that poll? I mean, Louisiana. Never had the pleasure. Oh, geez. Three votes? You never were there? No, sorry. I... Holy moly. Well, watch the cover 10 or 20 times again, okay? Believe me, what you see is what you get. I mean, it, in fact, when you see all of those um, uh, statistics, all of the surveys about which state uh, has got spent the most on per child education, uh, Florida's always like 49th, and Louisiana's always 50th. So try to pick out the, think of the rest of Florida, all these places we were talking about today, like Lutz and Two Egg and stuff like that. And then think of taking it down a couple of notches. Ooh. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I've visited places where they didn't have no running water. Oh, or man. Or indoor plumbing, still use the outhouse. If they had running water in Louisiana, somebody have to teach them how to use it and where to stick it. Kentwood, Louisiana, if Britney Spears' marriage was just a joke gone too far, the people in her hometown think the joke stinks. <laughs> The people in Kentwood, Louisiana, population 2,200, have been caught up in the media frenzy and are thinking, what's Britney done for Kentwood lately? Just kind of like, what's Michael Jackson done for dark folks lately, huh? 
Well, what a scam that was, trying to get in the uh, Nation of Islam. And, oh, well, he's, uh, you know, all of a sudden he's, like, dark. It wouldn't surprise me if his complexion starts darkening up again pretty soon. He's got to start getting some of that old uh, uh, black paint that Al Jolson used to use. That old black magic? That old black magic, that's it. Marker? <clears throat> Maybe you can get some of that uh, Kiwi shoe polish from Ronnie Raygun. Reporters staked out the family home of her ex-husband, Jason Allen, her ex-husband, Jason Allen Alexander, who is really, I mean, he's definitive Louisiana. Have you seen his ears yet? Oh, man, there's a picture right here. Right they didn't need here. to spend all that money on the Martian rover. He could have flown it up there for him. The sheriff was called in to disperse crowds two days in a row. Alexander's grandfather says Alexander's father had to close his garage where he works as a mechanic because reporters kept intruding on Monday. The co-owner of a hair salon says she wishes the improvement of her own town got as much attention as Spears' wedding. Another resident says she's not building character. She's not a mentor to anybody. Nobody wants her to be a mentor, you idiot. They just want to hop on her bones, you moron. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to bury their head in her boobies and just uh, bang the crap out of her. <laughs> However, a worker at the Kentwood Museum says Spears is just a very nice hometown country girl. That's what it says. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line Louisiana baby I don't care how this poll comes out I just I just got a reawakening man is that a place or what Alabama is leading so far in which American state will you find the highest percentage of goobers goobers man goobers Alabama twenty West Virginia fifteen Mississippi fourteen just changed again Alabama twenty two West Virginia sixteen Florida fourteen Mississippi fourteen Arkansas eleven Texas 10, Tennessee 7, Georgia 6, South Carolina 5. I can't believe you people, man. You ain't never been in Louisiana. Kentucky, North Carolina, Louisiana each have three. Idaho one. Nobody else has none out of 116. It's a little preliminary to start jumping to contusions. But, man, Louisiana's only got three. Holy crap, man. Wow. You see, like like in Georgia, the people there are crackers. Right. The only thing they do with crackers in Louisiana is put them in there like chicken gumbo, you know? Mmm, gumbo. Yeah. All that hot, spicy food. I think it gets to their brain or something, or maybe inside their... Wow. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. WQAM. Yeah, put uh, Indiana on the list. Indiana uh, actually should be on there. You're right. Thank you so much. It sounded a little like Reverend Jones, didn't it? Yes, it did. That's okay, but he's right. That wasn't him. Just another Yahoo. Indiana wants me. That's what our Dean Taylor said. I lived in Holland, Indiana, and this guy is right. And how many times have I told you about in uh, Indianapolis... Oh, yeah. Where you, you think because it's in Indiana, like you look on the map and it's like in the middle of the country or like even a little bit north of center. And so uh, you think that the people there will be like city slickers. They talk with deep southern drawl in Indianapolis. The only good thing about that town is Bob and Tom. Other than that, you can just Schmidt can it. So let's get Indiana on there, okay? Done. Okay, excellent. 5670560. I wonder if there's anybody in this audience who's been in Louisiana more than like two or three minutes. And see if I'm exaggerating or not. It's just. It is just amazing. I mean, just dumber than sawdust. Dumber than our management. WQAM. Hey, Neil, got one for you. Yes, sir. Hialeah. Yeah, okay, great. The state of Hialeah. I think this guy's in the state of confusion. Maybe maybe the death of Celia Cruz put him over the edge. Yeah. About states, not other countries. <laughs> yeah, states, not third world countries, okay, schmuck? Amigo? Amigo mio? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I think one of the greatest accomplishments they can write it on my tombstone. It'll make those thirty one people happy who want to dance on my grave. They can carve it right on there. He sold Luis Miguel records to Rednecks in Tampa. Remember that? 
too. That, that's my, no, seriously, that's my greatest accomplishment. I'm not going to change anybody's political opinions. I'm not going to change the world. But I actually inspired cracker redneck yahoos in Tampa to go to their record stores and buy Luis Miguel records. I, it's, that was, uh, and I'm not talking about the people in Ybor City, no speaking English. They weren't listening to us anyway. I'm talking about actual uh, born-again, Bible-thumping, uh, Yahoo, uh, stick-hating, uh, Jew-hating, uh, etc. Well, speaking of that, let's hear it for all them illegal aliens who all of a sudden, oh! pretty soon you're going to be like, okay, in our book. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that I did yesterday because it makes me sick to my stomach. Not that it was pandering, you understand. Uh, no. no. Not that we want that spick boat no. outside they, of South Florida where uh, they already got it. What a joke. What there, a disgrace. There are people waiting right now who filled out all their paperwork. Right. Waiting patiently. You mean like legitimate people? Right. Not Real people who sneaked in illegally. Not tomato pickers. Lawbreakers. And to hear the rationalization, oh, well, they, and they had some bitch on CNN yesterday. They gave her like about a five-minute uninterrupted uh, somebody from the administration. And they just let her give propaganda. Bah, 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 bah. And, and she was talking crap. And nobody challenged her. These people are here, and say, well, these are very productive people, and they're paying taxes, and they have jobs. Yeah, they have jobs that maybe some other schlepper right. might want, and even well, if Americans they don't want they're it. here illegally. Right. We don't want illegal aliens being legitimized just so that President Bush can get a few more spick votes out of, like, the Southwest somewhere. And if they would pay normal wages, then Americans would take those jobs. Not to mention one of the, uh, one of the well, very few issues that the Republican Party has ever had that I would agree with them on is uh, illegal uh, immigration, the whole immigration right issue. On. Agree with them 8 million percent. And now to, like, uh, turn ass like this and suck up to illegal aliens and say, hey, uh, listen, uh, K, you're a meatus, man. What a pile of crap. So obvious and so flagrant. This is the thing that just frosts my ass and I have to control myself again, getting upset because I can't do nothing about it. Is how stupid the people are. Which I'll get to. Don't let me forget that article. The S factor explains Bush's oh, popularity. Wow. By Neil Starkman in the uh, Monday uh, Seattle Post Intelligencer. It's on our website. Boy, is this a great article! It's so it's right on. He's got his thumb right on it. In fact, I'm going to do it uh, soon. 12:41 at 5:60 WQM. Here's something you folks ought to do soon. If your old mattress has served its purpose, and if it's uh, you know lumpy and worn out, they don't last forever. That's the bad news. The good news is you can make one easy call and get you a great night's sleep for months and years to come. For my close personal paisans at Dial a Mattress. Celebrate the new year in comfort with a new mattress from Dollar Mattress. they got all the top brands, and they're excited and proud and thrilled. Strong champ championship lineup. Stearns and Bananas Foster is the finest mattress made anywhere in America, and you can sleep on one as soon as tonight if you call 1-800-MATTRESS-RIGHT-NOW. And Dollar Mattress also carries the complete line of Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, and Tempur-Pedic, too. Choose from dozens of models at low, unbeatable, everyday discount prices. No bait and swish, no phony BS, just the top merchandise, the top goods going anywhere. Only Dollar Mattress lets you pick that two-hour delivery window that meets your schedule when it's convenient for you any day of the week, seven days from 8 in the a.m. till 10 at night. With low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, and, of course, delivery deal like this, it's easy to see why Dollar Mattress is ranked the best in the world in customer satisfaction. So do what George and Miguel and yours truly and a lot of other people at QM are doing, all the smart folks. Who else got one? Fat Boy. Oh. Boca Brian. Boca Brian as well. Like I said, all the smart people. You know what I forgot to play today? Yeah, Even Fat Boy got that extra queen or whatever the hell that thing is. Extra Do the firm. smart thing. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or check them out online at mattress.com. Live, Live and local. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. You love your baby, despite the fact that you gave her a really bad name. And now... 
Your baby can hear her awful moniker when you order a personalized copy of the Bad Baby Name CD. Little Gertrude, have pleasant dreams about how things might have been if your parents named you something better than Gertrude. No matter which horrible name you've cursed your offspring with, it can be a part of each beautiful song on the Bad Baby Name CD. Young Gaylord, try to fall asleep. You still have a few years before you're brutally teased in public school. Young Gaylord. We don't know what you were thinking when you named your newborn, but we're sure you'll think the Bad Baby Name CD is perfect for your son or daughter who'll legally change their name once they turn 18. Oh, Bertha, with a name like that, when you grow up, you'll be fat. Oh, Bertha. You already made one ghastly mistake when you named your child. Why not make another one and order the Bad Baby Name CD? Our operators, Eugene and Mabel, are standing by. Call now. And if Bertha has a younger sister, she could be after Bertha. Oh. And what do you call Gaylord for short? Oh. Oh, I don't want to go yeah. there. Anyway, 1246 at 560 WQM. Here's a great. It's short. It's short. That's amazing, isn't it? It's actually short. By the short. way, I knew a Gaylord. Did you? Was yeah. he gay? Oh, so gay. Was he really? Yes, he was. I'll be damned. <laughs> Alabama moving into the lead, by the way, with a banjo on its knee. Alabama's got 26 votes. You just love Alabama. Come on down now. 25 votes, sorry. West Virginia, 19. Mississippi, 17. Florida is doing well, 16. What state's got the highest percentage of goobers? Just changed on me again. I want to see how Louisiana's doing. Is it moving? Yeah, it's moving up a little bit. Louisiana's still got only six. It's sucking wind. It's two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Louisiana's down there in ninth place. It'll do better. I guess these people ain't never been to Louisiana. The only place they would have been in Louisiana would have been Nolens, I guess, because they were drunker than all hell. They forgot what a toilet it was. That's part of the problem. The S Factor explains Bush's popularity, writes Neil Starkman in the Seattle Post-Intelligencer. Don't forget to read that article, the S Factor. Oh, okay. Millions of words have been written as to the motivations of voters, particularly in close elections as in the 2000 presidential contest. Pundits and lay people alike have speculated on why people voted for whom. The exit poll has been a major tool in this speculation. But the speculation misses the mark by far. It's increasingly obvious, for example, that none of the so-called theories can explain President Bush's popularity such as it is. Even at this date in his presidency, after all that's happened, the president's popularity hovers at around 50%, an astonishingly high figure, I believe, given the state of people's lives now as opposed to four years ago. What can explain his popularity? Can that many people be enamored of what he has accomplished in Iraq? of how he's fortified our constitutional freedoms with the USA Patriot Act, or how he's bolstered our economy, or how he's protected our environment. Perhaps they've been impressed with the president's personal integrity and the articulation of his grand vision for America. Is that likely? Granted, there are certain subsections of the American polity uh, that have uh, substantially benefited from this presidency. Millionaires and charismatic Christians have accrued either material or spiritual fortification from Bush's administration. But surely these two groups are a small minority of the population. What, then, can account for so many people being so supportive of the president? The answer, I'm afraid, is the factor that dare not speak its name. It's the factor that no one talks about, the pollsters don't ask it, the media don't report it, the voters don't discuss it. I, however, will blare out its name so that at last people can address the issue and perhaps adopt strategies to overcome it. It's the stupid factor. The stupid factor, the S factor. Some people sometimes, through no fault of their own, are just not very bright. Stupid. 
It's not merely that some people are insufficiently intelligent to grasp the nuances of foreign policy, of constitutional law, of macroeconomics, or the variegated interplay of humans and the environment. These aren't the people I'm referring to. The people I'm referring to cannot understand the phenomenon of cause and effect. They're perplexed by issues comprising more than two sides. They don't have the wherewithal to expand the sources of their information, and above all, far above all, they don't think. You know those people. They're all around you. They're not you, else you wouldn't be reading this article this far. They're the ones who keep the pearl shows on TV, who appear as regular recipients of the Darwin Awards, who raise our insurance rates by doing dumb things, who generally make life much more miserable for all of us than it ought to be. Sad to say they comprise a substantial minority, perhaps even a majority of the populace. Politicians have been aware of this forever. They cater to these people. They offer simplistic solutions to complex problems. They evade directed questions with non-sequiturs. They offer meaningless, jingoistic pap instead of thoughtful policy. And these people, the S people, eat it all up with a ladle. I don't have a solution to this problem. The claim I did would belie my previous arguments. But I do have some modest suggestions that might provide a start for discussion. An intelligence test to earn the right to vote. A three significantly stupid behaviors and you're out law. Fines for politicians who pander to the lowest common denominator. And deportation of media representatives who perpetuate such actions. It's well past time that people confront this issue no matter who's offended. We're on the way to becoming a nation of imbeciles. I'm certain that a plethora of George W. Bush jokes is already being circulated in every capital of the world. We can stop this sapping of our national integrity, but we must do it soon, lest the morons become the norm, and those of us who use our brains for more than memorizing advertising jingles are ourselves ostracized from society. Let's start talking. Let's bring the S-factor out of the closet into the daylight where we can all see it, gulp at its hideousness, and finally make serious attempts to bring it to bay. What a great column. Neil Starkman lives in Seattle. The S-factor explains Bush's popularity. Oh, in Seattle. Yeah, well, see, that's yes. another one of those places that we mentioned Coast. before where there are people with a brain larger than their penis. It's amazing. 5670560, oh, pound 560. He's got his thumb right on him, man. And, of course, the states that we're talking about. <laughs> now, the interesting part of it is, and I wish to hell I would have saved that thing. See, we always Schmidt can stuff that we should save later on. Remember what a tough time we had finding the electoral uh, map? And you oh, thought yeah. that Bush won Oregon, and I said, you're full of crap, and it turned out I was right for once. The, the site was wrong. But at any rate, uh, let's take a look, and just out of memory, okay? I could screw up on this easily, but let's take a look at all the states that we have listed on our Goober uh, poll, 155 votes, Alabama's leading. Indiana. Gorwin, Indiana? No. Montana, Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, Virginia, Nebraska, Kentucky, South and North Carolina, Louisiana. Now, did Gore win any of those? Did he win Louisiana? I don't think so. Pretty sure he didn't. Pretty sure. Tennessee, Texas, Arkansas, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, stolen. West Virginia, Alabama. The only one I have in doubt is West Virginia. No, he didn't win that. West Virginia very often goes Democratic. I remember saying that at the time. Did not win that, Gore. So we've got 2, 4, 6, 8. Who do we appreciate? 10, 11. Let's see, after the Carolinas. 13, 15, 17, 19 states with goobers. They're in running for the gooper capital of America. And the Bush won every one of them. How do you like that? All right. What does that tell you? Speaking of the S word. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. WQM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing today? Sensational. Great. I got a suggestion for your poll. Yeah. How about Missouri? Misery? Missouri. No. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I drove through St. Louis once, like real fast. I saw the Golden Arch, and that was about it. Never spent no time in misery. 
But, you know, I wish I was able to get through yesterday. I had a really good suggestion for your poll yesterday. Hannity yeah. and Combs. Oh, you like to dance on their graves? Hannity was on there. Um, oh, he was? Oh, yeah. man, he's horrible. He got a vote. I got 31 votes, though, by the way. Oh! I'm pretty proud of that. I was right on Michael Jackson's ass. Yeah, yeah, they're probably all Yahoos and Michael Jackson lovers and little pedophiles. Could be. <laughs> hey, I, uh, did, did you hear on the news they found out uh, where all of uh, Saddam's uh, uh, chemical weapons were? They're all on the U.S.-Alabama. Okay. And have a great <laughs> we're, day. We're, we're the ones holding it for them. And have a great day. Five six seven oh five sixty. I thought they were in his mouth. Right. Those weapons of mastication. I like that myself. Yeah, but nobody. Gets no, no, it. seriously. When you stop and think about the fact that Jay Leno's got writers and he never says anything funny, and Letterman's got writers who are getting paid a fortune. You know, they sit around. You you right. saw that piece where they sure. showed uh, Leno in the, the brain session, the morning, brainstorming, the or sitting around at three four in the morning, and the crap that they come up with. And you know, when you when you just babble a lot of stuff uh, like we do, I mean, sooner or later you come up with something pretty clever and not getting paid too much for it. In your case, yeah, five six seven oh five sixty. Pond. No, seriously, that business about our one, two hour yesterday, there was like a turning point. We had a phenomenal response on our website for the first time in a long time. In fact, post for all firing, as a matter of fact, it looked like we were on the verge of making a comeback. Now we're taking these two stupid polls today, and the website's a little on the weak side. But that's okay. I have the feeling we're like making, we've turned a corner, so to speak. And our operations manager, he comes in with his usual uh, line of, uh, I don't know nothing, I don't know nothing, you know. And then the uh, program director, he's too busy sticking his nose deep inside the beast's rectum. And so, uh, you know, neither one of them, they're like oblivious. And they got this giveaway thing with tickets to try to entice people to listen to the radio station. Do we get anything? No. No, we just had a death knell month in November in a trend. The worst month I think I've ever had in modern history in South Florida. Just a, a death knell where they just use that, uh, the, the, the diaries as a weapon to attack us. And so do we get any assistance? No. Nothing. Nothing. We don't get the time of the day because we're not sports. We're not sports. They can take their ball games, man. Clarence can take that football and shove it so, so far up his Rectum. that the beast will fall right out. How do you like that? Ooh, the beast head will slip right out next time. How's Louisiana doing? Still only six. I'll be damned. I don't think anybody's been in Louisiana except New Orleans, and they'll all tell you, "Oh, we love New Orleans. We got drunk and had a great time. Got laid." The big easy fat Tuesday. Right. The big uh, sleazy. Okay, John. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. The Gore Vidal guy. Hello. How you doing? Okay, I'll give you a run for Louisiana, although Louisiana is really awful. Uh, Arcadia and Florida. Yeah, I mentioned that last hour. Arcadia is unbelievable. Yeah, that's where they burned out the, the kid who was a hemophiliac called... What is it? That's where they burned out the, the kid's family. Remember he called uh, AIDS? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep, yep. And that's where the mental institution is, too, and I think it's no coincidence. Exactly. Good talk to you. Have a great day, Pally. Okay. Hang in there. Hang in there and vote early and often this year, man. We're going to have a real campaign. We're voting for Dr. Dean, even if he don't win the nomination. Dr. Dean. Right. Or Jimmy Dean. Or Alan Burke. He was the dean. That's Mr. Burke to you, dummy. Dean Stockwell. James Dean. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. That's very good. He's super. Five six seven oh five six. You got some bad zits though, man. Wouldn't you think that if he was Superman, he'd have a better complexion than that? Like Tom Welling's got a real nice, smooth complexion. I haven't watched that show all season long. Aren't you embarrassed? Have you watched it? Oh, uh, the new season doesn't start till next week. Or the what? new, uh, whatever the the holiday. No, no, but I'm talking about the, uh, this last season, starting in the fall when they started no, was, with the new shows. Oh, I didn't see one of them. mostly. I didn't see one of them. I just 
I just lost my interest. It's just not a good show. It was, it's it was slow. It's it was, slow. Yeah, too it's slow. Started. I mean, I mean, how many times can you look at Clark and Alana and okay, great, maybe they're gonna do something? No, none hey. of the chicks were getting naked either. No. They had that one like that. Uh, and then the blonde, the sad that. sack. What's her name? It's always Jones and Friends. She's always Jill. Chloe. Yeah, you know, just do something, change it. You know, it's like passions. My God, I love that show. It's a panic, but sometimes it just goes on for weeks and nothing happens. And by the way, we need to see a hell of a lot more from of, of Mrs. Wallace lately. And tell Alistair to turn back into Charlie. He was a lot better as Charlie. Five, six, seven. And I love doing it when I have. I know that you have no idea what I'm talking about. Other no, than, no. of course, Sharon, who still looks great. Even in the straitjacket, she looks good. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. Here's Elvis. And the Neil Rogers 1 to 2 hour has my personal stamp of approval. But I'm not sure if that's the young Elvis or the fat Elvis. Thank you. Thank you very much. One man trapped in a strange world must defend his honor, his woman, and also that weird cult thing he's into. L. Ron Hubbard was not a nut. He was the sanest man who ever lived. Tom Cruise is the last Scientologist. It's as legitimate as any other major religion, only more so. The last Scientologist. If you call him gay, he'll sue you for a hundred million dollars. But if you call his religion crazy, he'll cut you in half, lengthwise, with a four-foot samurai sword. Nicole wasn't so into it, but I'm pretty sure Penelope will be, and if not... He's even willing to die for Dianetics. He is the last Scientologist. What do you want from me? I mean, besides my fame, my fortune, complete control of my life, and, oh yes, my soul. Tom Cruise is the last Scientologist. Uh, unless you count John Travolta, Jenna Elfman, and a few other gullible Hollywood airheads. The last Scientologist is now playing with your mind in a theater near you. Oh, now they're saying that the, the chopper that went down, Black Hawk, uh, was hit by a missile. I see. And now they're also saying that all nine on board were American, the soldiers, and they're all dead. So that means uh, with the one that died in the mortar attack, out of the 35 that were injured, one of them died. So we got 10 dead American soldiers in the last 24 hours. It's well, you know, it. we got bigger fish to fry. We got more important things to worry about that, like uh, let's buy Pete Rose's book. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, anybody who buys Pete Rose's book, we will come to your house. We'll send Luca Brazzi and Fat Rich to break both your legs. <laughs> Assholes. Thank you, Brad, at Tony's. Oh, Brad from Tony's brought uh, the guy's food, and George is uh, talking with his mouth. I was polishing over here. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. And Verizon Wireless Line. Don't let me forget uh, Maureen Dowd's column, too. Tizzy over Lezzy's. I love it. No, you love it. Yes, I do. Religious displays spur debate in nation's parks. we got to get to that, and somebody sent us a whole bunch of uh, things about religion again. John Adams said this, and Thomas Jefferson said that, and uh, this one said that, etc. You're uh, preaching to the choir, baby. We agree with you, but it's just uh, it's a sad situation. Because another thing, if you look at those states on our Mugwump Goober list, what's the one common denominator besides the ignorance level is religion. Good old-time religion, man. I'll bet you you find more churches per capita, per square inch in those states than you'll find anywhere on the face of the globe. Even in Jerusalem, even in um, Mecca. Remember Gene Pitney in Mecca? Nope. Alabama, 29. I, I don't like the grammar on a poll, Eric. I don't want people to think you're illiterate. He says, in which American state has the highest percentage of goobers? Don't you think we could leave out the word in? Right. Uh, 
I mean, like Bubba would say, what does it mean? What What's what? Can he get a what what? what Which what? American state has got the highest percentage of goobers? Alabama continues holding the lead. I'm trying to think if I ever stopped in Alabama. I kept on going. I drove through a lot of them states. No, I missed uh, some of those central states. And I think about Cent- I rode a bus to Central states? You call Alabama's a central no, state? No, you, know, you know what I mean. Left of center. Not on the coast. It's not on the coast? Not this coast. Oh. <laughs> not the sides. Just keep going, you know man. I mean? the whole, you'll be in China pretty soon eating civet cats. <laughs> oh. Alabama 29, West Virginia 23, Mississippi 21, Mississippi, Florida 20, Arkansas 17. Georgia's got 15. I voted for Georgia, but I'd like to change my vote. Texas 13, Tennessee 12, North Carolina 8, Louisiana's got 8. I wish I could vote for Louisiana. I'm going to go home and vote for Louisiana when I get done. South Carolina 6, Kentucky 3, Nebraska 2, 1 for Virginia, 1 for Idaho, and none for Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Indiana. I think that's a different breed is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir. I've got one for uh, for the uh, older poll, the uh, Dance on the Grave poll. Yeah. That would be the, uh, well, actually more than one because it's an institution, the uh, the Electoral College. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. Definitely, definitely should have happened yesterday. Should, no, it should have happened three years ago. Right. And also, uh, well, they're, they're part of the gubernatorial, so it must Poll They're the ones that put the goober in gubernatorial. You got it. Have a great day, man. I'll see you at the border. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. One man, one vote. Whatever happened to that concept, huh? This whole what? Please. Do you? How many people? Seriously, how many people in America do you think have any concept of what the electoral college is? About thirty, man. They think it's some little school like in North Florida somewhere. Thirty percent? No. Like 20%. UCF. No, I, not 30%, 30 people oh, I'm okay. talking. Oh, oh okay. That's cool. <laughs> oh, don't get carried away now. Oh, I, lo- I love that. Co- I, I hope I saved that. I bet I Schmidt canned it. I'm gonna, it's on our website. I'm going to print it out again about the S word. Oh, it's I mean, it, it's not this polite to say in a mixed company, but why the hell not? No, but it's true. Why do you think Jerry Springer's got an unlimited uh, supply for his audience there and for also other people on the panel? Especially the part where uh, he's talking about cause and effect. But I bet you Tupelo, Mississippi, they're smart. You're dead. That's what's wrong with you, man. Too many cheeseburgers, too many peanut butter and nana sandwiches. What a hog, huh? Well, uh, That's the price of fame, man. That's the price of fame. Just ask the beast. He'll tell you. Look at the way he ballooned up again, like a pig. He's uh, he's moving back into the Mo Show is what I'm hearing. <laughs> they're having a great deal of difficulty finding someone. <laughs> Anybody out there in the world like to work on the Mo Show? No. Huh? They're doing a worldwide talent search. I heard that anybody who's hired to work on a Mo Show after the first couple of days will probably be a no-show, is what I'm hearing. They're digging it's people just out of like Mo. He's got no show. Same difference, right? Absolutely. Thank you. Let's see. It says, you gave me a ration of crap the other day when I said in the facts that the MoveOn.org loads for the alternative ads was not working. Well, they keep sending me notices on the countdown for voting in Ray. Ray I can't. Well, no, don't be. Uh, Jesus. What am I supposed to do about this? The ads are great. Yeah, they are great from uh, MoveOn.org. Just, man, talk about a whiner. It's one thing when people whine in your ear, when they're whining on your fax machine. That's bad. There's nothing worse than whining. Just ask, what's his name from Clockwork Orange? What was his name? Alex. Right. He was whining. Large. He was whining. Was it large? It looked kind of large to me when he was standing there getting uh, his his uh, 
prison outfit. Remember that scene? From the sergeant. Six double five three two one. Hung it right down there on the table. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. What a great movie, man! Oh yeah, what a great movie. One of the all-time best. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello, Neil. Yes. How are you? Happy New Year. A crazy person. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I wanted to tell you about something that happened to me in New Orleans. Go right ahead. Um, very gentlemanly, uh, older gentleman cab driver talking to me about uh, where are you from. I said I'm from Miami, and he Uh-oh. said. Uh, he said, how are them Jews, niggers, and spicks doing in Miami? Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know about the niggers and the Jews, but us spicks are doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real uh, goober. No, you, uh, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have known from looking at him, but once he opened his mouth, he, he established it clearly. I bet you he got a big tip, huh? Yeah, oh. I gave him a big tip. <laughs> and, I you, and I hope you stuck it in the right place, too. Okay, right. good luck to you, Pally. All right, bye. Don't go back. Don't go back again, man. Oh, that's the Nashville thing. They're very... They're very uh, they have no problem talking about uh, kikes and spicks and niggers and all that in uh, in Nashville. No. Nope. Although some of them are clever enough to try to like uh, you know cover it up a little bit, you know. Not too much. Oh, you're just gonna love Nashville. There's two kinds of people: people in Nashville, and then everybody else, like them people from the Northeast, <laughs> and them Jews, you know. Yeah. Wow, what a place, man! I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Although it was really, it was kind of a trip though being on WLAC, 48 states. We took, it was 1980, it was right before the 80 presidential election, and we took a poll, uh, I think it was either the night before the election or uh, a couple of days before, and we had calls from 48 states. You ready for that? Is that, is that impressive or what? That's without awesome. being syndicated without nothing because of that phenomenal signal WLAC had. <laughs> and, uh, and Reagan won in a landslide, and sure enough, just, just the way the poll came out, I mean, maybe just a coincidence, but just the way our poll came out, uh, he just whipped Carter's ass big time. How do you like that? What do you think about the homosexuals? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. We're kicking ass, baby, our own. We got the Mad Dog at two. All right. Booster for the ailing Humper Man for the load at four. Hank, this is going to be four days in a row. That's bad. Are we getting any news on his condition? On the, no, what, no. What condition no, he's no, in? Like uh, no, Kenny Rogers no, in the first edition no. said. No. Well, why not? I don't know. I think that the people out there are a little bit concerned about the Humper, and so am I, and I'm sure that uh, so is everybody else in the building. We care about Hank, unlike uh, Mo. Absolutely. We wish you, you know. In fact, maybe we could like get uh, what's your name, Linda Blair. And Father Marin together again. We can uh, conduct an exorcism, and we can take we can take the evil spirits out of the Humper's body and stick it into Moe's rectum. Right? Absolutely. It sounds good to me. Yeah, I like it. WQAM. Hello. Yeah, howdy. Yes, sir. Howdy, duty. <laughs> Just had a question about a couple articles uh, read on the on the radio. I wanted to know if I could find. Yes, sir. It. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Neil, uh, Neil Starkman, uh, the S Factor. You know where I could find that? Right on our website, neilrogers.com. It's on there right now today. Okay, and there was one yesterday uh, from a, someone named Tom Hartman. I don't know where that came from. It's uh, also on our website. If you if you click on above above the stories, there's a link. It says uh, for articles from previous days, the features page, mm-hmm. and just click on yesterday's uh, date, and you'll it's right on there. Wonderful. How do you like that? I like it. You asked it, we got it. Thank Thanks you a much. lot, Pally. See. You. How do you like that? How there are people actually reading them articles, which uh, this crap about, well, you shouldn't be reading on the air. I'll do whatever the hell I want. How do you like that? 
How serious? I'm serious. If we sat here and went like that, which is a little bit too much chatter, we'll get Tom uh, Ridge all upset. <laughs> a lot of chatter. We'll have red alert pretty soon if you don't want. Oh, the rumor has it that we're going back to yellow alert pretty soon. We're not supposed to tell you that. I mean, uh, nobody, nobody's supposed to tell you that, but that's the rumor, is that we're soon going back to yellow alert. Now, what yeah. level of alert do you think we're going to be in in the days and weeks just before the 2004 election in November? Well, they're going to scrap the whole system because the world will be safe by then. Right, that's right. Now that we got Sodom, things are a lot better and we're safe, even though we had 10 American kids uh, butchered overnight again the last 24 hours, even Is though they're still dying in Afghanistan. That's over, though. Oh, that's right, but that part of it is over. We saw that G.I. George. That didn't work out too well, so then we had a... They, I mean, they, they even talk about it blatantly, about the mm -hmm. first photo op didn't work out, so we had to take that fake turkey, that stunt yep. turkey, uh, to uh, Iraq that day. I was going to say to Baghdad, but we actually was to the airport. Right. They were asking a lot of the troops what they thought about it, and of course they didn't see him because he was out there in one place and then hightailed it out of there. How come Hillary decided it was so much safer to be uh, in the city and actually moving around a little bit and talking to some people? How come that is? Not that I'm defending that bitch, but how how come that was okay for her? But El Presidente, man, they damn near turned around and went back, and that was all based on a bogus uh, story they made up about the uh, the uh, BA, the British Airways uh, pilot right. who but saw him. A bogus bogey. Yeah, bogus bogey. God, it's just. Uh, but but the you know I feel a lot better after reading that S factor thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. at least here's somebody else articulating what I've been saying all along. It, you're just not supposed to say that, you Ooh. know, because it sounds like condescending. Like, and, and believe you me, I don't think I'm very smart. Maybe smarter than average. Right. George, you know, and George has all this uh, encyclopedia of meaningless trivia in his mind, which is great. That's but if he was so smart, how come he's working for Greg Reed? That's right, because I need a right. job. Right, there you go. So if we're so smart, what the hell are we doing here working for peanuts, George? And Josh, I mean, I mean, what he's making, you couldn't wow. even afford to buy he's today's lunch. He's 20. With, so. What's he going to do? Exactly. He's what? 20. Is he really? Jess. He's a little bit too old for Michael. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. I'm telling you, all of the different calls I've had over the years, it's amazing to me how they, like, at various times, rush back through my feeble brain. It's just, uh, especially that one bitch. Could be saving the world and doing something productive, but you'd rather sell out for ratings and, and cater to the morons out there. Yeah, yeah, remember, I talked about her the other day, but I just can't get her out of my head. What a nasty, hateful, miserable slut. I hope you died already, honey, okay? I hope somebody ran over you with a goddamn tractor trailer and just ripped your ass into smithereens. In fact, it's too bad that you and Mo weren't hanging out together when it happened. God, what a piece of schmidt. One thirteen. He is. He is, man. <laughs> yeah. I think you could pick you could pick seeds out of his arms. <laughs> One thirteen at five sixty WQ, and maybe a little bit of corn out of his earlobe too, probably under his balls. Oh, those are shrooms. Yeah, in fact, when I was in Amsterdam, there was a store, a mushroom, one of the mushroom stores. There are many. It said these used to be under Moe's balls. Hey, horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Card Room has got the gambling action that you're looking for. Just a half mile from both I-95 and the Florida Turnpike. Pompano Park is easy to get to, and best of all, Pompano Park features free admission and free general parking every single day. Live harness racing in the poker room open every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, including tonight. Poker starts at noon. In fact, it's already going today. Noon to midnight, and live racing gets underway nightly at 7.05 p.m. five nights a week. 
Every Monday at the track, two for $25 dinner special, top of the park restaurant. Every Wednesday night, dollar night for draft beers, sodas, hot dogs, and lots more. And every Thursday, like tonight, is ladies' night at Pompano Park with two for one drink specials just for the ladies. Boy, I sure hope that young couple comes back that was there last time I was there. Oh, God, you would have just been crapping your pants. And I was too. Man, they were sitting right beneath us there. Fat Rich pretended not to see him. Also, every night at the fourth floor players room, there's a 7.95 plated dinner special. There's also going to be a special tribute on Monday, January 19. That's a week from this coming Monday, honoring Martin Luther King Jr. with one race featuring African-American drivers, plus the annual Lou Williams Memorial Race. Lou Williams was great, man. He had a little bit of a problem, but he was great. Pompano Park also opens seven days and nights a week featuring the best in harness, thoroughbred and highlight action from all across North America for you to watch and wager on simulcasting at its best. Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current race schedule, 954-972-2000 or go on the web at pompanopark.com. Don't forget, live racing two nights, 7.05 p.m. at Pompino Park. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. QAM. of American Idol. It was dreadful. It's Democratic Idol. As long as Democrats were the majority, I could sleep nights, not weep nights. They also want to get off. Yes. Yes. Get off. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Do it. Do it. Indeed, I did have 200 sexual relationships. Do it. Do it. Democratic Idol on Fox this fall. See me for who I really am. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Elvis. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out because I love. Happy birthday to Elvis. It's Elvis Presley's birthday and Soupy Sales. And who is the other one? Oh, I forgot. Fred Tarkenton. I don't know. <laughs> oh, very good, even though it's not right. Anyway, Judge will change Peterson trial location. Do we care about that? No. But we're supposed no. to, see. Oh, look at that picture of Mark Garagos on here. Man, oh, man, he is such a dipschmidt. He makes me ill. A judge said just a while ago he'll move the location of the trial of California man accused of killing his wife and their unborn son. Um... No additional details were known about Stanislaus County Superior Court Judge Al Girolami's decision to move the trial of Scott Peterson away from his hometown of Modesto, California. Jury selection for Peterson's trial schedule begins January 26th in Modesto, but that date may change as well. Well, there you go. There's Bushes in Florida. Who is that? That better not be Catherine Harris that I'm seeing there. Who is that bitch? You don't see that? Yeah. That George Bush is going to be trying to get today. Yes, it is. And so it, it's like Groundhog's Day. I thought here, it was. Where, you know, you wake up and it's the same thing. Over oh, it's Catherine here. I knew it. I could smell it. Right through the George TV, Bush I could smell that slut. George and father here and his brother. And then we have Catherine Harris possibly getting ready to run again. And we have a, a ballot dispute uh, in an election. Uh, so it, nothing really has changed. Here's this schmuck from the uh, Palm Beach Post on there, Frank Cerebino. Hey, Frank, you're uh, kissing too much ass, okay? You're looking too much Bush. So there you go. They're going to move the. Uh, they're going to change the venue in the Peterson trial. Mark Aragos has got a Schmidt-eaten look on his puss as usual. Something about guys with a certain kind of a mustache, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like Rimmer. That kind of a mustache. The whole mustache thing. 
Never invent and never invest any money with uh, a guy like that. Okay. Which he wouldn't. Eric better take that word in out of there. They're going to think he's totally illiterate. Which American state will you? Uh, what? Oh, I see. He read it. In which American state will you find the highest percentage of goobers? My bad, Eric. You're the best. Alabama, 32. Mississippi's got... About 30, man. West Virginia, 27. Florida's got 25. Arkansas... See, I, I think I can buy that because at least Florida's got uh, Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach, and Monroe. Whereas these other uh, states, you look around and you say, okay, well, where's where are the intellectuals? Where, well, right. I hate to say intellectuals. Where's the for cosmopolitan but I mean, area? Right. Where, where are the uh, big city slickers? You know, where are the people <laughs> who are actually were once in a civilized place? Duh. You know. Florida 25, Arkansas 22, Georgia 21, Texas 16. I bet you there's plenty of that. Texas is so freaking huge. Yeah. It takes a lifetime just to drive through it. Tennessee 13, Louisiana 12. At least it's in double digits now. It's right on Tennessee's ass. North Carolina 10, South Carolina 9. How do you like that, George? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh, there, it's, it's, uh, there's Hicks. Kentucky 6, Nebraska 2, Virginia 1, Idaho 1, Indiana 1. Out of 228, Wyoming, Colorado, Montana don't have any. <coughs> no Groobers in those three states, thank God. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. Did I put somebody on hold on line 2? Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, um, I only got to tune in about uh, 12.30, but did you see that? I think it was on 60 Minutes last night about when Bush was governor of Texas. No. How he put pressure on all the schools out there to improve their dropout rate. And he never improved the dropout rate, but he just he was trying to make teachers accountable for the students that were dropping out. And they what they were doing is they were, instead of writing down the code for the student dropping out, they would just say that the student transferred to another school when, in fact, they were dropping out. And yeah, he that, got that up was on part his of his leave, leave No Dropout Behind program. Yeah, well, he got up on his soapbox and waved his arms and said, look what I've done here, now our dropout rate has gone down. When, in fact, all the teachers that they interviewed at all the schools all over Texas were saying that, they're, hey, there's something wrong because I know for a fact these kids are dropping out of school. They are not being relocated to other schools. The dropout rate, in fact, was... It was the same or as worse than most of the rest of the schools in the right. country. Smoke and mirrors, man. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and, he was, and here he was waving his hey, Who says the students in our Texas can't be taught, you know, and up on his high horse? Good luck to us, Pally. I hope he falls off and breaks his neck. <laughs> We're dumping that. There's some good news on CNN right Did now. Did you dump that? All the time. Yes, there's good news about what? Lee Fastow, the wife of former Enron CFO Andrew Fastow, a plea deal reducing her prison time. Yes, so of course, we will be contacting them shortly to see what they have to say. Miles? Jen Rogers in Houston. We'll check in with you. I want to know why Kenny Boy is going to be on the inside. That's what I'd like to know. Well, that's what this deal's all about. I understand that. I'd like to know when Kenny Boy is going to be cooling his heels in there for about 20 years. About 30, man. Years. Shouldn't we be allowed to throw tomatoes at him? Like, remember the stocks during the colonial days? When they put someone in stocks and you. Oh, when you started talking garbage. about the stocks, I thought you were talking about Mitch Hirsch again. <laughs> well, him too. Yeah, let's throw some tomatoes at him. I'd, I'd get us bad. The villagers should be allowed to. For uh, what I lost, yeah. I could probably buy every tomato in the country. Five six seven oh five sixty. I know who can now, pick them. Look at that phone, man. There's not a line ringing on there on screenless. That's got to be a hoot, man. That really uh, tells me. Seeing the problem being this poll we got here now, we don't need to add any more states to it. See what I'm saying? And so now, unless the phone is disconnected or something, now it sounds like it's working fine to me. They're mum, which means I can read all the rest of my bedtime stories. All right. It's okay. Well, it's okay with me because they got nothing to say. WQAM. 
Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Listen, I got a, doing? I got a good redneck state for you. South yeah. Carolina is my vote, and I'll tell you why. The other Go ahead. year, I was riding through that state, coming home for New Year's Eve, and I got pulled off or by uh, Officer Huckleberry. Ben. Right, right. Uh -huh. And he comes up to the window and he's like, boy, come on out of that car. This ain't the right to fly state. Because that's going to be a $140 fine and you got to pay that right now or I'm taking you to jail. I'll be damned. So I'm like, everybody, get your wallets out and let's give the nice officer what he wants so we could be on our merry way. He's like, thank you. Welcome back. Come on back to South Carolina whenever you can. This is all the pool. It, you know, you got to say it right. Y'all come back now, you hear? Y'all right. come back. So I, I'd rather, I, I'd go around if I have to, if go up north. I'll, I'll drive all the way around. I'll never ride through that Huckleberry town again. Even hop in the old boat and uh, take the ocean past. I'll, yeah, I'll if I have to. I'll, I'll pretend I'm a Cuban. I'll get on a ramp. There you go. Good luck to you, right. Pally. Thanks. Say hi to Alien. Five six seven oh five sixty. Don't forget all those illegal aliens now. See, too bad he wasn't here a little bit sooner. He could have probably stayed and worked at uh, you pick him. The Pakistanis, they work at you, float them, and of course the uh, Mexicans, they work at you, pick them. What a joke. And again, you'll see, he, they, they used to call Reagan the Teflon president. They've had other politicians. They call mm -hmm. Teflon this one. This man is the, the ultimate. He's the ultimate Teflon human being. And I use the term loosely. There is absolutely nothing that he can do or say that's going to get the media to finally open up a mouth, or certainly most of the public. Maybe it's that S word coming into play again. Mm -hmm. Think it could be? I know it. I know what S stands for. Trust me. You can smell it. 126 at 560 WQAM. we got the uh, Mad Dog at 2. The Booster is in again today for the Humper, who's who's ill and bad, I guess. He's under the weather. Too many, too much halibut. Maybe one too many meals at uh, either Joe Stonecrabs or the Rascal House. You think that might have been? Yes. I think that could have put him over the edge. Lose an ounce or two, Humper. We, want, we sure as hell want him back tomorrow, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, if we get through this entire week without the Humper, we got real tourists. Enterex Diabetic is a product you ought to check out because it's a meal replacement drink that tastes great. It's made for people living with diabetes, and also everybody wants to cut down their sugar intake, which these days is just about everybody. Enterex Diabetic is sweetened with Splenda, which is made from sugar, so you have no nasty aftertaste like you get with drinks that are made with aspartame and saccharin. Recommended by doctors and dietitians for people who can't sacrifice proper nutrition just because they're in a big hurry. Enterex Diabetic is a completely balanced nutritional supplement that provides all the essential vitamins and minerals you need for a healthy life. Plus, it's full of fiber and antioxidants, yet it's low in saturated fat and cholesterol, too. Enterex Diabetic is also gluten and lactose-free. An 8-ounce can provides you 237 calories of easily digested nutrition. You can pick it up all over town now. It's at Publix, Walgreens, Eckerd's, Navarro, Sedano's, CVS, and other local pharmacies, too. Try Interex Diabetic once, and I guarantee I'll bet your George's life on it. You'll never go back to whatever you were drinking before. In fact, the makers of Interex Diabetic are so sure you'll love it that they're giving away free full-size samples in vanilla and chocolate flavor to anybody who calls their toll-free number, 1-866-368-3739, or faster yet, order uh, online at EnterexDiabetic.com. Just click on for free samples. Tell them that Neil sent you by for the delicious one, and when you mention my name, get yourself an additional special gift. Here's the toll-free number to call again for your free sample, 1-866-368-3739. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. You drudge-packing? Uh-huh. 
32 at 560 WQM. Have you ever heard of a planet that heat up its, uh, heats up its sun? Huh? Yes, sir. Stars usually heat up their family of planets, but an amazing reversal, an astronomer has discovered a planet that's actually heating up its sun. Just like that brought in uh, Palm Beach, or she'd like to heat up your sun if he's about 11 or 12 years old. No, not that kind of sun. Canadian astronomers reported this week that their study of a large planet orbiting a star 90 light years away shows that the magnetic field of the planet is producing hot spots on its parent sun, a reversal of the effect the sun has on its own planet, such as the Earth. The planet is one of 119 known extrasolar planets, objects that orbit stars rather than the sun. The star called, and it's got like a number, is very much like the sun, HD uh, with 18 numbers. The planet is a gas giant, 270 times larger than the Earth, almost as big as Jupiter, the largest planet in the solar system, it circles very close to its parent star, completing one orbit every three days and moving at 350,000 miles an hour. Evgenia Shkolnik, who used to work at Shloimi's, of the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, reported yesterday at a national meeting of the American Astronomical Society that she and other astronomers have discovered that as the planet orbits its star, it causes a hot spot within the outer gaseous layer. The hot spot moves across the surface of the star, keeping pace with the planet, but just a little bit ahead, Skolnik said. She said measurements of more than 100 orbits show that the hot spot on the face of the star exactly matches the motion of the planet. It puts the motion in the planet. You ready for that? Wow. Pretty interesting for those who can uh, f follow that. Religious displays spur debate in nation's parks. Why can't you religious assholes leave the rest of us alone, please? For our own good. Just leave us alone, please. They're no. helping us. Oh, God. With its eye-catching photographs of the Grand Canyon and the blue waters of the Colorado River, the hardback Grand Canyon, a different view, is a medium seller at the National Park's bookstore. But, but the books claim that the Grand Canyon was formed as a result of the great flood of Genesis and is therefore only a few thousand years old, has thrust the park into the debate of whether it's fitting to display religious materials at public sites. The book by former Colorado River guide Tom Vale includes a collection of essays by fellow creationists 
who favor a Bible-based view of Earth's formation. Vail and his wife are founders of Canyon Ministries, which organizes Christian whitewater rafting trips through the canyon. Some critics say the book is the latest example that the National Park Service has caved into pressure from conservative and fundamentalist Christian groups accommodating their request to post or alter materials. The overall concern is that the top managers of the Park Service are implementing a conservative agenda that is at odds with their duties as custodians of the nation's heritage, said Jeff Rook, Director of Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility, a nonprofit group of federal and state resource workers. But National Park Service officials deny the accusation, say they seek legal advice before acting. The criticism began just weeks after Grand Canyon and Different View went on sale at the Park's bookstores in August, said Park spokeswoman Dawn Osicki. This is a book that by its cover shouts of, this is a biblical interpretation of how the Grand Canyon came to be in only a thousand, uh, thousands of years. This is a decision to approve, in essence, a religious book. Grand Canyon officials left the book on store shelves but referred it to the National Park Service headquarters for review. And... The dispute over the book came only weeks after scripture-bearing displays posted at the park caused a similar debate that led to the sign's removal and return. Plaques quoted the Bible were first placed at scenic points of the canyon's south rim about 30 years ago about 30, man. by the Evangelical Sisterhood of Mary. Grand Canyon officials took them down this summer after an inquiry from civil libertarians in consultations with the U.S. Solicitor's Office, Osiki said. Then the National Park Service ordered that the plaques be returned to the Grand Canyon while officials took a second look at the issue, now the Justice Department is reviewing whether the plaque should be taken down permanently or remain out at the park. We're just not comfortable making that decision, he said. Well, there you go. Mm. They just mm. won't stop. They won't stop. They got to stick not. it everywhere. They got the bumper sticker on their car. They got the plastic Jesus on their hood. They got it everywhere. They even got it pasted on their Rectum. every freaking place. They have to do that. Why is that? Because otherwise the, 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 your blood will be on their hands. If they don't get you into heaven, even against your will. As Confucius once said, and dread. <laughs> That's what he said. Just because you're too stupid to know how damned you are. Yeah, well, be I, I want to be part you. of the mainstream, man. I want, I want to be able to say I follow the S word. <laughs> stupid. Maureen Dowd, in today's New York Times, it's also on our website. Tizzy over Lezzie's. She says, I bet President Bush is more worried about putting on weight now that his knees hurt too much for him to run than getting reelected. I bet he made a New Year's resolution to give up desserts because he's more scared of facing his inner fat boy, as one Bush pal calls the earlier beefier beer-drinking incarnation of W than Howard Dean. After all, the Democrats seem puny wandering around Iowa, and more Americans are pronouncing themselves pleased with Mr. Bush. They like him even though Osama and Al-Qaeda are still lurking and frothing, even though we couldn't get through the holidays without an orange alert and flights being canceled, and even though Iraq is still a, a free fire zone after a war to get rid of weapons that may not have existed. A top Iraqi rocket scientist told the Washington Post that he had hidden his designs for 9-ton missiles from U.N. inspectors, but that the weapons themselves did not exist. Karl Rove has the O4 effort well in hand, despite the distraction of nosy Parkers from Justice, to try to out the official who outed an undercover CIA officer. The president and vice president have raised $130.8 million and are showing a brutal willingness to do whatever it takes to secure key bases. The president courted Hispanics by saying he would try to extend more legal rights to illegal immigrants by offering a new temporary worker status. He courted the religious right by saying he would not try to extend more legal rights to gays by offering a new marital status. Mr. Bush has decided to offer legitimacy only to those dispossessed groups in American society who may be politically useful to him. The president said making illegal immigrants legal would honor our values, while conservatives went on TV to howl that Mr. Bush was rewarding criminal behavior. 
the president probably figures that the Republican-led Congress will never pass it anyway so we can get credit in states like Florida without having to deal with the results. Hmm. Mr. Rowe presumably thinks he could actually corral California by going soft on illegal immigrants, even though Arnold Schwarzenegger won there after getting tough on illegal immigrants on the hot-button issue of whether they could have driver's licenses. While Republican strategists argue about whether to turn some poor gay couple who got married in Vermont into Willie and Willie Horton or just use the issue in targeted spots in blue-nosed red states so the president doesn't seem bigoted, the culture is racing ahead. Women kissing women, often as a strange way of turning on men, has become such a staple of entertainment that by the time Madonna and Britney did it on stage, it seemed more stale than shocking. The Washington Post reported on Sunday that lesbian love had swept high schools here. You can see this new trend on Friday nights outside Union Station. Sweethearts from high schools around the Washington area, some locking lips. These girls pack and DeFranco concerts and no tattoo lyrics by heart. Their attention is usually directed exclusively at each other, but not always. A group of girls at a private school in northwest Washington charge boys $10 to watch the girls make out in front of them. I'd have given them 20 Long 20 30 man. Long okay. regarded as the least glamorous of all minority groups, lesbians are now cover girls. Showtime has a vampy new program about lesbians in L.A. called The L World, were a word, that landed Jennifer Beals and its other sexy female uh, stars semi-nude. Will you calm down? That landed Jennifer Beals and its other sexy female stars semi-nude on the cover of this week's New York Magazine with the headline, Not Your Mother's Lesbians. And Maureen says, I didn't know my mother had lesbians. A cross between Sex and the City and Bud a Budweiser ad, the L Word features women sitting around the table at a restaurant, tartly dishing and dating, dishing about dating, grooming and getting pregnant. But with these very unflannel lezzies, the search for fresh meat and new blood is confined to one sex. Babies come through a sperm in a cup. The waxing discussions are even raunchier, and the weary worldly bon mots are along the lines of lesbians think friendship's another word for foreplay. It's hard to figure, but America seems ready to embrace W and the L word at the same time, the new L word, that is. How do you like that? That's a good point. Yeah. They love the uh, W Meister, and they love Dykes, too. Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line nineteen till two at QAM. We are Sports Radio five sixty QAM. Lesbian. All right. Covering that whole Liberian soil Mixing that whole thing With weapons that we bring Smell more turmoil beginning to boil Wasting our time again in Liberia, Bill Searching for our pieces for an assault. Some people claim we got George Bush to blame. Yes. And you're right. It's all George Bush's fault. I'll bet you this is the president's favorite Elvis song. It's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. Gentile on my mind. 
That makes me tend to keep my sleeping bag rolled up in stash What do you think Glenn Campbell's thinking about that right now? It's nowhere I'm not shackled by the common words of boys. Oh, sorry. A little bit too much Elvis there. 145 at 560 WQAM. Got the uh, Mad Dog at 2, the Bookster at 4. I just keep mentioning that. We got the Panthers at the uh, Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Any interest? No. Those Red Hot Panthers, man, they got 37 points. They're only six points out of first in a brutal, a really bad division, the all-time worst. IMF says rising U.S. debts is a threat to the world's economy. I mentioned that before. Should I read like a little bit? Yes. <laughs> well, nobody cares. The markets are up again today. There's Colin Powell on there. There was that capability within Iraq. Yeah, right. He's responding to the Carnegie report that says that war wasn't the best option. That's right. I got that story. But, I mean, it's like uh, talking about preaching to the choir, beating a dead hoss. They said there were no uh, weapons of mass destruction, and it was uh, all misrepresented. In fact, before I get to the IMF story, I'll actually use that one from the BBC, of course. Bush administration officials have been accused of misrepresenting the threat from Iraqi weapons of mass destruction. The accusation comes in a report from the influential left of center Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, which opposed the war in Iraq. It also said there was no evidence for the claim that Saddam Hussein would give such weapons to terrorists. The U.S. and U.K. cited concerns over weapons of mass destruction to justify the invasion of Iraq last March. Meanwhile, a 400-strong U.S. military team that was searching in Iraq for nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons reportedly has been withdrawn. Bye-bye. See ya. And that has been the consistent view of U.N. inspectors. Yeah, right. You're a freaking liar, man. You're a sellout. You're a piece of crap, and your son's an even bigger turd. How do you like that, Roland Colon? You make me sick. Anyway, getting back to the IMF. With its rising budget deficit and ballooning trade imbalance, the United States is running up a foreign debt of such record-breaking proportions that it threatens the financial stability of the global economy, according to a report released yesterday by the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. Prepared by a team of IMF economists, the report sounded a loud alarm about the shaky fiscal foundation of the U.S., questioning the wisdom of the Bush administration's tax cuts and warning that the large budget deficits pose significant risks, not just for the U.S., but for the rest of the world. The report warns that the U.S. You know, it would seem to me that when they had these debates... <coughs> Instead of asking stupid questions like boxers or briefs or stupid-ass crap, crap like that, then maybe they ought to get a little bit more dialogue about stuff like this, you think? Yeah, but then who'd watch? Oh, that, that's right. The report warns that the U.S. net financial obligation to the rest of the world could be equal to 40% of its total economy within a few years, an unprecedented level of external debt for a large industrial country, according to the fund, that could play havoc with the value of the dollar and international exchange rates. And let me tell you personally right now, just having come back from Europa, the dollar ain't worth a crap. You can't buy squat. You can't even squat on it. The euro is now like a buck twenty-seven, twenty-eight, something like that. And even the Canadian dollar is up to like almost 80 cents, eh? Two years ago today, the Canadian dollar was worth 62 cents against the U.S. dollar. Now it's like 78 and a half cent. Enough to make you barf. The danger, according to the report, is that the U.S. voracious appetite for borrowing could push up global interest rates and thus slow global investment and economic growth. Higher borrowing costs abroad would mean that the adverse effects of U.S. fiscal deficits would spill over into global investment and output, the report said. I mean, of course, the White House poo-poos it, but... Many international economists say they were pleased the report raised the issue. The IMF is right, said C. Fred Bergston, director of the Institute for International Economics in Washington. If those twin deficits of the federal budget and the trade deficit continue to grow, you're increasing the risk of a day of reckoning when things can get, to quote him, pretty nasty. 
Kind of like Mo, you know? Absolutely. Pretty nasty. That's Mo who got Zack canned off his show again this week. Every time I hear those words, pretty nasty, I think of Mo. Not so much the pretty part, just the nasty part. Party. Charles in Deerfield Beach says, since today marks the anniversary of the murder of John Lennon, how come nobody told us that? They're he talking about did. the Elvis, huh? He just did. No, but I'm talking about earlier. I Oh, yeah, Elvis. Uh, every time I think of John Lennon, I think of Elvis, don't you? No. <laughs> no. I felt a fact I wrote last week but never sent might still be appropriate. Charles in Deerfield Beach. In regard to your poll on John Hinckley, I see nothing wrong. I just want to make sure that I read this. Uh... Nothing wrong with letting this nutcase out for a supervised weekend, all right, but if it were up to me, it wouldn't be to have Sunday dinner with Mom and Dad. I'd say if he's so goddamn well, why not have him spend his time doing something worthwhile like bathing, dressing, and feeding Jim Brady, for example? Good point. Christ, the next thing you know, we'll hear that they not only let Mark David Chapman out, but they also gave him backstage passes to a McCartney concert. <laughs> Excellent job, Charles in Deerfield Beach. All right. going. The Battle of Elvis and John goes on. Have another sandwich, Elvis. Have another pizza. He sure liked his cheeseburgers, you know what? Peanut butter and that sandwich. Too bad he wasn't around when we had cheeseburger, cheeseburger going. He'd just love it. He'd probably be their best customer. He'd buy the chain. Five six seven oh five sixty and probably wear it right around his neck. This is Sports Radio five sixty QAM. Yeah, we'd have 
1256 at 560, WQM Mad Dog standing by. Soda gets the Action Canada school crackdown, eh? Canadian kids will learn in the low Coke zones next year as soft drink companies pull carbonated soft drinks off the shelves in elementary and middle schools, officials said Tuesday. Responding to concern about poor diets and increasingly fat children, Coca-Cola Company and PepsiCo Inc. will stock cafeterias and vending machines with water and fruit juice, George. Yes. Rather than with high-calorie carbonated uh, drinks, the group representing both countries. I mean, it's just, you know, the S word. Yeah, soda. Now, do they call it pop in Canada? Yes, they do. Okay. In fact, you can go into Pizza Pizza and get a slice and a pop for like right a on. buck and a quarter. A slice and a pop. I always thought that pop was just, well, I guess it's because of geography, because we are like very close to upstate New York. Uh, upstate New York, it's uh, pop. Right. Northwest also. Now, in the New York, if you ask somebody for a pop, they'd smack you in the nose. Pop had Jenko. Soda. In New York, it's a soda. I see. If, uh, see, I, I'm very confused, or at least I used to be anyway. So my New York roommate uh, got me educated. My New Jersey roommate got me educated in college. But I don't talk about a bunch of condescending assholes. The kids from New York were, so, uh, you know, they were just like the New Yorkers you see now, so many of them. I see. Obnoxious. It's not pronounced orange. It's orange. It's orange. Sure. Okay. No, but you say orange. I say orange. Okay, asshole. It's orange. Stay on the island. Right. And the same thing with uh, pop. Oh, no, it's a soda. See, I always thought a soda was like an ice cream soda. Right. Like I have a chocolate soda. soda. Right. Right. No. But anyway, uh, you asked and you received pop. Let's see. On today's poll, I, I say forget towns. The award has to go to the entire state of Kansas based on their passing a law forbidding the teaching of evolution. Well, they did. They didn't have to uh, change their tune on that. But nevertheless, good point. And Kansas, of course, isn't that where Fred Phelps is from that goes to the funerals of all the AIDS people? That's How come we don't have... How come we don't have Kansas on there? We do now. Oh, thank God we How got we it out. We got our Kansas and your Kansas. <laughs> we don't mine. have that Kansas. I mean, how is Dorothy ever going to follow that yellow brick road if we don't have Kansas on there, right? There's no place like home. In fact, maybe uh, Julian and uh, Timmy will wind up there before. What a shame. What a shame about little Timmy. Now, you did see him once uh, upon a time, didn't you, on Passions? Yes, and, uh, and on other things as well. I was familiar with him. Did you really? Yes. And the most bizarre thing of the whole deal is that... Um, they had him die on the show. He was going to die on the show, and then he, like, right around the same time as when he died, like, for real. Tragic. Sad. He was, like, uh, just about everybody's favorite character. Thank God for Edna Wallace and uh, pa and uh, the uh, chimp, whatever the hell its name is. What's the name of the chimp? Bubbles. Patience, prudence, or whatever, uh, whatever it is. Okay, how's that poll coming? In which American state would you find the highest percentage of goobers? In other words, where does the S word really kick in big time? And it doesn't stand for <laughs> Schmidt. Alabama's been in the lead all the way. I guess we got to take a visit to Alabama. Nah. Alabama 49. They're always saying, oh, you ought to go to Biloxi. Uh, that's where that casino is, Biloxi, Mississippi. Alabama 49. Mississippi is right on its heels with 41. They're side by each. West Virginia 39. Florida 34. We got a lot of dummies in Florida. Not that we'd ever have any on this show, of course. <laughs> Arkansas, Arkansas 27. Georgia 25. Texas 18. Tennessee 17. Louisiana, come on, you can do better than that. Louisiana's only got 17, one behind Texas, Tennessee 17, South Carolina 15, North Carolina 11. See, now I bet you like that a little bit better. Kentucky 11, and then a small potato, single digits, Nebraska 3. I still say Omaha's a great town. You, you'd like it. Great steakhouses, great uh, restaurants, and uh, really uh, well uh, put together people. I got no truck with the goobers. They're not goobers. Uh, Nebraska is not goobers, man. Whatever. 
Montana won, Idaho won, Indiana won, Colorado, Wyoming have gotten on, and Kansas just went on their 314 votes. Mad Dog is coming up next. He ain't no goober. He's a real hot city slicker from Solon, Ohio. And then we got the booster for the humper for the load at four. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 AM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I stick motherfucking provolone in my socks at night so they smell like your sister's crotch in the morning.